When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, TJ, we are ready to go. Anything you want me to... Nah, you just... When you're in there, you just don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) That is fine with me. I'll just sit on my phone, online shop. This is a break from babysitting, Just like every other week. I figured you'd look at it that way. Yep. Your hair looks good today, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, hers? I thought you talking to me. Nah, you, your uh, beard looks good. Always. I see some grays, <laughs> actually. Some. I know, actually. Are you me? You look like, like half gray now. You look Freddy. Like Stevie Ree is growing off your chin. <laughs> Freddie, you need a haircut. That seems awkward. I know. Can you see it at the back? Yeah. Uh, I need to go today. Brett, your hair looks great from the back. Thank you. That's, I'm not. We're not That's something touch. you would say, Brett. I was going to say we're not going to be to a guy. No, no, yep. I, I, was, I uh, realized it after. I was, I, I was not going to go there. That's a, I realized it after. That's a common term in Pageland for dudes. <laughs> you got a new tattoo? Man, right? the, the back of your head looks amazing. I'm just going to stop talking now. Brett's hair, it goes perfect with his back tat that he's got. Uh, what do they call a tramp stamp? Not fun dudes. What do you call it if a dude has one, like, lower back? Uh, still is a there a guy that has one? I mean, could you imagine? I'm sure, I'm sure yes. there is one. <laughs> I'm yes. sure there is. Have you been to the lake, like the sandbar? Because there's plenty of them. You there. need to start taking pictures because we need to like post oh, these. I don't mean no harm, but this sounds like you know a lot about tramp stamps and people telling you that your hair <laughs> looks good around, from behind. It's because yeah. I'm around Brett too much. Casey, <laughs> just, uh, she's had her party days. Not anymore. I didn't say home. anymore. I yeah. definitely want a beer. You want a beer? Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Door Bumper Clear, and I'm Freddie Kraft. Today, we're joined by our special guest, Chris Rice. He'll help explain the next-gen car to us. Plus, we'll cover Hendrick's dominance, Danny Hamlin yelling at me about the 23 car, and heading the Circuit of Americas for the first time. Here we go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. Part of the 22 Cup car this weekend. And that's it. What's up, everybody? Brett Griffin, spotter at Coda for uh, College Racing. Got AJ Amendinger on tap in the Cup race. Jeb Burton, I'm helping out Freddie. Uh, maybe I'm a good luck charm. We can actually win again, Freddie. That'd be nice. Jeb Burton. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft? Before we get to our special guest, we have another guest coming on today, and he said he wanted popcorn and beer. So I brought popcorn and beer, and I'm pumped to have Marcus on here today. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you, Freddie, but he has not gotten back to me if he's available this morning. What do you mean? We've invited him two weeks in a row. I invited him like five times. He didn't answer us? He re- answered. He just didn't get back to us if he's uh, available or not this he morning. He said he was coming on, so he's yeah. a no-show. He said, yeah. So Who? he ghosted us. Who? Marcus Lamonis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nah, Brett, are you going to block him? That'll be the last invite he gets, I believe. No, I'm not blocking him. Uh, I invited him the first week, and I said he wouldn't come. And then next week, he said he would come. And then Jason texted him. And what did he say, Jason? Uh, he had to check his schedule. He's recording some stuff, but he'd check his schedule and get back to me. Uh, he must be too busy. Well, he's not invited anymore. Two weeks in a row. 
Freddie somebody Adams. that Actually, was invited. He's still invited. I'd rather him than you. I got somebody that was invited and showed up this week was Mr. Chris Rice. What's up, guys? I'm going to pop this beer just because he didn't show up, and I'm going to be <laughs> part of the guests. Hold on, Marcus. I'm sorry, but I'll pop a beer for you, bud. When's, when's the last time Chris Rice had a beer at 930 in the morning? Yesterday. Oh, gosh. I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was last week. Yeah. I mean, yesterday. No, I was having coffee about 930 yesterday. Were you, you, were, were you still at track? No. Yeah, that's uh, what I was saying, yeah. That's okay. next year. Yeah. I was leaving Saturday, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's next year. I got to be here again. See my forehead or five-head, whatever you want to call it. It's getting thinner. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm glad to be here. Sorry I uh, bailed on you last week. I was doing – yeah, that. Yeah, you were busy last <laughs> yeah. week. Busy. Yeah, I was not it, counting it $100,000. It was that $100,000 deal. <laughs> Casey, were you able to see any of the tweets between me and Marcus or not really? Um, no, but people <laughs> screenshotted it for me. Thanks. Actually, my Twitter is a lot more refreshing now that I don't have you on it. No negativity so. on there anymore. Yep. Very positive. Yep. But I, I do know whenever you talk about me because I, my notifications blow up. So thank you. I'm positive you won't see my tweets anymore. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> it. And she's making got, that face. So we got Jason and Casey in a booth now. So we have two voices in our head that make us feel awkward. But what's up, guys? What are you doing in there? I'm just surprised Brett was drinking some seltzers this weekend. Well, you know what I've learned, Jason, is if you drink a fireball and chase it with a seltzer, you don't feel bloated like you do when you drink beer. <laughs> and you get shit-faced How do you like feel? 15 minutes. Let me ask you this. How do you feel after seven fireballs and 12 <laughs> seltzers? Do you feel bloated then at yeah, any time? Uh, the next morning, awful. <laughs> Alarm goes off at 6.45 to go to a baseball game, and I'm like, oh, no. That's a terrible idea. Mm. I called Brett yesterday, uh, Sunday, it was about one o'clock, and I said, "Brett, I seen where you, you know, had to get up at six forty-five, and you've drank a lot. Them days are over, bud. You're old. You got gray hair, and those, those days are over. You got to start like at one and quit at six. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna start the club. I've always said to start the club a two to four club for all the old people, because then we can go to bed and be fine. You know, you think about it. It used to be go out at eleven, get home at four at night. Yeah. We need the daytime club. It's evolved. I, my, we used to go out." And when the bars closed, you went home at two. And then Dell Jr. built that western town, and that was a bad idea. Cause <laughs> it never it, closed. No. It, we'd be like, hey, are you tired yet? No, nah, like 30 minutes later, it's light outside. What are we doing? And <laughs> we wouldn't go to bed until the sun came up. I still say the best thing that people never knew about at the western town was the wheelchair races down the hill in the woods. Where you go back there to the campground. Oh, oh that, that's stupid. That's not good. <laughs> no, that's not good at all. Yeah, the uh, in the Western Down, there's a campsite in the woods as well, back there near all where the race car graveyard is. And there's a couple hills and a couple little bridges and stuff. And he, he actually went to Josh Schneider and bought some pop-ups and put them out there. Pop-up campers. Some pop-up campers and... It was a good idea to drink at the campsite and just sleep in a pop-up. Um, when literally all of us lived less than a quarter mile. Yeah, less than a quarter <laughs> mile away. Um, it's just through the woods, not even having to drive. So, But it was fun. We had some good times. There's been some funny things that have happened out there. None of which can be spoken about, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. The, the problem with the, the early day club, and me and Brett have experienced this a couple times, is you think? we have... We have <laughs> You know what? We got like life's long day today. We're off today. Let's start. You know, we'll start drinking around lunchtime, and and then we'll you know we'll cut it off early and, and go to bed. And 
the lunchtime part happens, and that cut it off early just never seems to never seems to come to <laughs> no. fruition for some reason. That's because you won't by, go to bed. By the time you know, like you look over again, and Brett's got his fingers out trying to count if he's going to get his eight hours of sleep that <laughs> I night. I got to have eight hours. <laughs> we won Vegas, and my wife and I and AJ and all of us, uh, Matt Collick wasn't there, and he he gave us a budget to go out and race, uh, to go out and party after the race. <laughs> After we had won, and what was the budget? Yeah, I'm not disclosing that information. (laughs) It was a lot. Let me just tell you that. And um, damn, so nice. We went. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. We went, and and my wife and we had, you know, it's kind of was fifty percent. Like you couldn't go on dance floors and stuff. So we went out, had a good time. Chris Rice is an amazing dancer, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) and so can he clog? No, he can't clog. Can't clog, but he can shake that ass. So we got back to the hotel room, staying at the Cosmopolitan, and um, we got back. And, You're welcome for that, too. Yeah, thank you. And I opened the blinds, and I said, go, Tammy, Tammy, come here. And she's like, what's, what, is he falling off the side? What's going on? The sun was coming up. First time I'd seen it since I turned. I mean, I was so excited. I seen the sun coming oh up. Oh, my gosh. I felt it for three weeks. I'll bet. That, like, at this age, it definitely sticks with you an extra day or two than it. We used to. Run hard at night, you know, go to bed really, really late, and you'd be junk the next day. But after that, you were fine. But now it's like you get to, you drink on Saturday. It's like Wednesday. You're like, man, I'm starting to feel a little bit better now. We uh, we heard a dog. We figured out how to solve that problem. Hair of the dog. You can't be drunk and hungover at the same time. <laughs> so just drink. Just start back. Just keep drinking. drinking. Yeah, grab your bloody. Yeah. Chase it with a fireball. You'll be fine. Uh, I, can't, I can't drink the Bloody Mary, but I'll drink the Fireball. Yeah, fireball. I, like, I can't do Bloody Mary. Zero either. issues with. Mm-mm, neither one. So, yeah. where the hell did we race at? Dover. Yeah, I think you had a more exciting race than anybody, <laughs> and it was about about 15 laps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was okay. we, we actually finally had a race where nothing happened. That was you sure? Uneventful. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, hey, the boss was mad at me, but that's just because we were in front of him. <laughs> I hope he's mad at me all year. Why'd you, mean, why'd you mirror drive me? Well, for you? Yeah, why? I mean, isn't that frowned I mean, upon? I don't know. I, oh, I, wait. I, I try to do it to everybody. Yeah, we're, that's just racing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it, but it's like everyone else, if Joey does that, it's like, whoa. I mean, you got to race for air. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you a bit, man. I couldn't believe how much of a difference. I'm assuming this was a difference, just how much that second pit stop helped you guys. I felt like you guys come busting through the field. Well, we also – our car was good. Yeah, yeah. I, but yeah. We, we had a big hole in the nose. Something went through the front end. A lot of people so, had holes in their noses. Yeah, Blaney had the same thing. Um, I really feel like we had a fifth, sixth-place car. Maybe – I don't think we were good enough to beat the Hendrick cars. But I don't think anybody was. I think we had a fifth, sixth-place car, and – but the tires did matter a little bit in the long run. I was yeah. kind of glad we came down and got them. So, other than that, an eventful, uneventful race for us, really. How was your Saturday, Mr. Rice? Well, I was getting ready to say, you ever notice, like, when the junior motorsports cars have, like, they were, like, stupid fast on Saturday, right? Like, and then the Hendrick cars were stupid fast on Sunday. You ever notice how that goes, like, if, if a – and junior motorsports is obviously tied to Hendrick. So, it was – how fast they were was just crazy. Justin Algar and man, Josh Berry. I'm gonna tell you, I, I had a conversation with Josh Berry. Was very, very. I was very impressed with the conversation. He backs it up when he gets in a race car. You know. So, I was. Uh, I was gonna ask you point blank. Would you hire him full time if you had an opportunity? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we had opportunity. And you know how it is. You got to have the backing. And and him, uh, Josh, and I talked about that a lot. You got to have the backing. And I, I feel like Dale Jr. would support that as a friend or as a boss or whatever. And, and that dude just time and time again has shown how well he races. He, uh, he come up to me after Vegas and, and 
I, I don't, you know, me after races, I'm, I'm pretty fired up. And if you've never listened to me, I'm pretty fired up. And I don't know, him and Justin Haley had maybe got into each other. And it was not on purpose. It was just his first mile and a half race. Right. He'd come up and apologize. And I went back and watched it. And it was nothing he had, he had done. But, like, that dude just uh, racing him. And I know he's not going to be able to race at Coda this weekend. But racing him makes everybody else step up. You know, and even A.J. Allmendinger said, said that on Saturday. He said, man, that Josh Berry was getting it done. Even I think it helps Justin Al- Algar, you know. Oh, of makes, it pushes, pushes him. Pushes yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, uh, but our Saturday was fine. Um, obviously, very, very disappointed in what went on with the 11 car, losing the brakes, and very sorry for Brandon Jones, everybody Joe Gibbs racing. He doesn't need help wrecking. No, I feel like we've <laughs> run into him every week. One of our cars have run into him every week, and I feel I feel terrible about that. But uh, thanks to Zane Smith for stepping in for – uh, Justin Haley and, and doing that for the Leaf of the Gutter Protection Car and um, all of our partners, you know. Um, but I think we kind of figured out what happened, and it was a part failure from uh, a master cylinder and just one of those deals. Like Dover's, Dover's not an easy place to jump in and go fast without a lot of practice, and mm-hmm. Josh Berry's been impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Zane impressed me. He started last, drove up to about 14th. They pitted, come back out 28th, drove back up to 10th. Uh, they pitted again, come out 13th, and he was passing for 7th when he when he took. You so know, he was on his way to a solid run. Yeah, oh yeah, he was going yeah. he was going to push AJ Allmendinger pretty hard. Yeah. So. I, I think Zane. I think Zane's going to be a name you hear next year a lot. Somebody, somebody, your teammate. Uh, I don't think he's going to be my teammate, but I think that I think he may get a shot in the Cup Series. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Good driver, got funding. There's going to be a lot of. I would say a handful of probably new teams coming into this Cup Series that are going to be looking for a guy like that. And, and Zane's a name I think you're going to hear thrown around a lot. Yeah, I yeah. think him and Josh, and, and I mean, you know, you just you, you watch those guys, and like Justin Haley, you watch that kid, he's just grown and grown and grown, and, and you watch those guys, they just get better every time they get in a race car. As a driver. As a know, driver. Not him. No, he's, 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 <laughs> he's kind of short. Out. Short yeah. like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's about five, six, maybe five. I don't know how tall he is. <laughs> Zane sat in the car for the first time on Saturday, and I got a picture of it. Sat in the car, and he goes, Man, he's as small as I am. I said, Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. sure are short. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fixed that seat in one hour. Wow. Wow. One hour. One hour. Yeah. It's, we, it's May. We're still working on a seat. <laughs> <laughs> People don't realize how much work goes into stuff like that, oh, Chris. If the driver's not comfortable, I mean, that's their office. That seat they're sitting in, that's their office. So that's that's a huge accomplishment. And I mean, like you said, he was he's fast until his brakes went out. Yes, we There's, saw a lot of brake problems yesterday. I mean, you guys were obviously working, um, but there were a lot of guys. William Byron was probably the first one I heard screaming on TV saying he didn't have brakes. Um, so so I mean, I think well, why is that? They're not using the brakes a ton at Dover. No, they are. They are. I mean, you know, yeah. the tire's better. Uh, we're running much faster through the middle of the corner. You think about it, it's not near as much rubber on the racetrack as what we're used to. There wasn't much no. even after the cup race. A little yeah. bit, but not not nearly. They showed a very good graphic on TV yesterday of Kyle Larson. Uh, when he started the run to when he finished the run, I think it was 45 laps, 50 laps into the run, how much distance he had lost. And I think it was like a second and a half. Right. Dover, we used to didn't see much drop-off. Right. You yeah. know, uh, we used to see it was kind of flat, but at Dover you was having a lot of drop-off. And I, I say that's because it wasn't as much racing on a racetrack. The racetrack didn't take the rubber like it used to, and they picked it all up any time a caution comes out. As soon as the caution comes out, you yeah. pick it up I'll on I'll tell you tires. what I did see, and Freddie probably saw this, when you could – 
with that spoiler in that package, you can you have more offensive weapons when you get close to a car. Yeah, you could you could definitely affect a guy on exit of two over there. If a guy got close to your left rear quarter, I mean, it would the guy would have to lift. And um, I thought that was great. I thought we saw it with Stenhouse and uh, and. Uh, the hell's well, I mean, that, they actually he made took, contact. He took the air off his spoiler right when he drove through the back of him off a of turn two. <laughs> We've passed. We passed a lot of cars. I'm not. We might even have passed you like that. Uh, yeah. Joey, he did. Joey figured out if you could just be patient through the 50 to 70 percent mark and stay close to that guy, you could get the air off him a little bit. But uh, speaking of, that's back to Josh Berry. That's one thing that impresses me. He's been in some tight situations and where a lot of rookies and guys with little experience would have spun out, and he hasn't. So, I mean, he's racing hard, and he's not wrecking people and, and doing things the, the right way. So, and it's exciting to watch. Like, yeah. it's, it's fun. I mean, I think he's doing good for the opportunity he has. A.J. put him in a tight spot right off the, right off the get-go. And, and A.J. knew he could, you know, with A.J.'s Yeah, experience. take advantage of it. Yeah, and, and the next restart, Josh went right Didn't, back in yeah. the same situation, but yeah. he ended up beating A.J. So, he learned from his first one and, and yeah. moved on. That's what you got to do, though. That's what you want to see. Yeah, everybody – late model racing or whatever was like man his cars are so much better coming out of junior motorsports and then after you see this guy and I, he was talking about trying to find the air this is that was a conversation we were having in the garage and i said do you think any of the late model guys now are laughing at you because you used to laugh at us when we talked about the mm, air so yeah. bad he said yeah man a year ago i was like man what are they talking about arrow push or arrow mm, loose yeah. and he says now it's pretty big yeah yeah it's huge well so are we ready to spot on spot off yeah, let's do it. Before we do, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. The one stop for every type of home seller. At OfferPad, you can sell instantly, letting you skip home showings altogether. Plus, you get to pick your closing day and we'll even throw in a free local move. Just go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great cash offer within 24 hours. Accept the offer and you're sold. Home selling doesn't get any easier. Or, if that's not your style, let OfferPad list your home so we can partner to maximize your investment. Listing with OfferPad comes with tons of free services, free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. OfferPad can even advance renovation costs to help update countertops, carpets, and paint so you can maximize your home's value. And this is just the start of what's possible. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Terms and conditions apply. Real estate brokerage services provided by OfferPad Brokerage, LLC. Equal housing opportunity. NASCAR is headed to a new market this weekend in Austin, Texas. Luckily, Freddie, our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, knows Austin all too well. That's right, Brett. Hopefully they can give us a couple tips. OfferPad has a market in Austin, so if you're interested in buying or selling a home in the Austin area, listen up. To sell your home, log on to OfferPad.com. Fill out the quick and easy form about your home, and you'll get a cash offer in your inbox within 24 hours. While you're waiting for that cash offer, look at the homes available in Austin under the Buy tab on OfferPad.com. We're excited to get to Austin and check it out, and so should you. Buy or sell a home in Austin today. When asked where you heard about OfferPads, let the NASCAR options so they know we sent you. Making me burp. 
Ah, it's breakfast. Need some fireball. We should, maybe we should chug a few and then do spot on, spot off. Yeah. Or, or fast. Are you shotgun if I shotgun one? Me? Yep. I have to babysit after. Babysit? Oh. Yeah, Whose kids are you watching? <laughs> Babysitting with a buzz is way more fun. <laughs> any, good, any good Chad stories? I mean, <laughs> we missed them without you, without you being out here. Chad <laughs> stories? Yeah, any good Chad? Where's he after this week to get away from? Let me race. <laughs> uh, I don't know Illinois, I think. Uh, yes, to get away from me. That's I love when people say Illinois. I was thinking the same There's thing. no noise in There's Illinois. No, yeah, it's Illinois. Illinois. She said Illinois. I said, said Illinois. Right? I know. Well, you put an S in it. Utah. No, We're going to Utah and Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Country bumpkins. You did. I, I swear I heard an S. You I did too. Let's just say she's clearly yeah. are deaf. All right. Uh. So. <laughs> she's flustered. Hey, cheers, Freddie. Hey, Top buddy. 15 <laughs> yesterday about fucking time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chris, do you know how to uh, how this segment works? He's been oh, on the show before. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll throw you right into the fire then. First topic, spot on, spot off. Kyle Larson nudges Alex Bowman but doesn't move him when battling for the lead on a restart and ultimately loses to Bowman. Chris, spot on, spot off. I think it's spot on. As a team president, I think it's spot on because you could have – a couple of things you could have done. You could have wrecked yourself – and Alex Bowman, but also you had two more teammates sitting right behind you. You could have wrecked all four cars, and I could see Mr. Hendrick right now in a meeting. So I think Kyle Larson knows that, you know, he probably had the fastest car, right? Like, so he thought, well, I'll pass him. I'll definitely pass him. But he didn't. But I definitely think it was spot on for being a great teammate, and I think that will come back around to uh, be on his side. Hey, remember when Ross Chastain wrecked A.J. Allmendinger last year at a plate race in Daytona? You remember what we looked like the next plate race? Yeah. We looked like three people going in wrong directions, and we ended up wrecking two cars. Yeah. 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 So, so I think you speak from experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the teammate thing, did you see – we talked about it a little bit. I think uh, Harrison Burton works on Ty Gibbs for a while, passes him with two or three to go. They go down to the next corner, and Ty just – Punts him. Sends him up the racetrack. Like, that would, that would make me mad. Harris is running for points. Ty's just racing for experience, and you work and you pass a guy clean, and he just runs back down there and hit. Like actually makes contact. I mean, he's aggressive, but I, uh, that's probably something that I'd want to have a talk about. So, TJ, are you spot off? I am spot on for Kyle Larson's decision because there's no need to. I mean, he's got to win. He's going to get more. He's got fast cars. No reason to build um anything. Any aggr- like just. Everything's good over there. Now that he's learned how to drive this package, TJ, do you think he's the best guy out there right now? Do you think he's got to beat? I'm pretty sure Quinn Huff could have finished top four in that race yesterday with them cars. Those cars were, were fat. May, all right, maybe not Quinn. TJ, I, on, I, Okay, I reached a little far. <laughs> um, Anthony Alfredo, could he have run top four in them cars? No. <laughs> you, give me somebody. I mean, if you want, I mean, I mean I'm throwing, your life. If you I'm want, throwing, I'm throwing you I want somebody balls. that might have a trophy and something else. <laughs> he probably won some high races. Would Justin That's Haley run top four in them cars? Justin yesterday. Haley probably could have got very close to it. Right? Yeah. I mean, he'd be in contention with it. I think they're yeah. just good there. They're fast, man. Yeah. And you got to understand the air. Justin understands air, and he yeah. knows where to position his car. And that's half the battle. You get a fast car and a guy that understands air. It's that's a lot of it. Speaking of Justin Haley, not to go off topic, but Chris Rice, you get a phone call Ooh. that Justin Haley, due to COVID, close contact, positive test, whatever that may mean. Who called you? You get a, you, but you get a, but, Justin, you, but, but Justin, you, yeah. you get a call that says, "Hey, I got a problem." Like what? What? What is your first reaction? 
Um, first reaction is, okay, are you okay? And, and even in Rex, that's the way I had to learn to be as a, as a manager. Are you okay? And, and I had talked to him earlier that day, and he had told me that his family might have it. And I had asked him, had you been around him? And he said, yes, because I tried to get all of our drivers to go take the shot. And, I mean, one way or the other, just take the shot, be done with it. AJ and Jeb took it, and uh, Justin was going to take it probably this week. <laughs> And uh, he said, yeah, and he had posted about it. They went and tested at Friendship the dirt car with his brother. Both, uh, both of his uh, family members did have it, and he was right there with them. So we, he had an NBC shoot, and he had, you know, he felt like he didn't want to put anybody in danger. And Smart. we didn't either. We Smart, didn't inspire. Yeah. I, I talked to Steve Latart and TJ for a long time. We just didn't want to put anybody in danger. So he didn't go to the NBC shoot. And then we felt like the right thing to do was to tell NASCAR. So we called NASCAR, you know, and obviously with the close contact, he's got to do the testing and he's got to stay quarantined for a while and all of that. He should be good for this weekend going into Coda, but he's still got to get released from NASCAR. But right. that's a man makes your heart sink. I mean, we got partners, Leaf Filter Gutter Protection, you know, we got Ellsworth, we got Hyperice, we got Nutrinac Solutions. Everybody's got to know. Like, yeah. it does, it's not just one person that's got to know. Right. Even with his FOE, everybody. And it, it becomes a, it becomes a mess. Car's already in the trailer. I had some people, they stopped, disinfected the car, made sure it was all good, you know, and then trying to find a driver. A couple of things. You had Dash for Cash, so you couldn't use a cup, uh, guy. A cup guy. Then you had his size. Like, yeah, he's tiny. He's very tiny. Yeah. You know, we got Kaz Gryla on the, on the situation. No way he fits fold. in that seat. No way he fits in it. No. Not even a chance. So now you're looking at, I call Zane Smith. And I don't know if you want to go into that right now, but when I call him, he gets stopped by the cops. Because <laughs> where he's at. What an idiot. Yeah, where he's at. You can't be on the phone. <laughs> so oh, my God. He goes, hold on a minute. Let me call you back. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. so funny. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a big deal. I got to give you props for taking the correct protocol because we've talked about that. It only takes one person to not say anything about it and then put a big dent in the sport with a lot of people and put things in at risk more. Um, I think that's, uh, like Brett says, you, we've, you get the flu, you're, you're working still. Yep. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to hand the reins over. Some when you're in, in this sport, no matter what you're doing, it's hard to hand your job over to somebody else. And, um, I think that's, uh, I think y'all set an example. Well, I appreciate it. If I hadn't had the COVID and felt like I was going to die during Christmas, uh, I probably would have looked at it different, but when when I got it and I realized that it was real, like this was a real you know virus, I was like, okay, but yeah, it's it's pretty serious. I feel like a lot of people are, are, are don't really take it seriously until, but if they were to get sick like that, they're gonna they're gonna probably get the shot. Yeah, I got the shot, I got it. So and you know the rule is if you have the shot and you've been around somebody, it's all good. Like that I mean that's the whole deal. It's all good. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to quarantine or anything. And that's that's the key. You know, listen, Jimmy Johnson got it. Austin Dillon got it. You know, it's it's not like the end of the world. Justin Haley didn't do anything wrong. The, the only thing was he didn't get to drive his two race cars and, and get more laps at Dover like he needs going into 2022. So, But other than that, he did zero wrong. And, and that, that'll that come back to help him in the future, Yeah, to, to being honest. And, and Good karma. Sure. Yeah. 100%. Spot on, spot off. Hendrick Motorsports finishes one through four, while Rick Ware Racing finishes 31st through 34th, only placing ahead of three cars that face problems. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. 
I mean, spot on for Hendrick. My God, that was uh, that was ass whooping. I mean, in in the plainest sense of the term, uh, that just I mean, Larson was up leading all day, checked out all day, and then obviously lost the lead on the pit stop. But I mean, the, the, they were the top four for I felt like the whole second half of the race. Uh, we haven't seen that kind of dominance, I don't think, since that day when all the Stuart Haas cars lined up at the front of Talladega and nobody could touch them. So I mean, that was that was pretty impressive from a from a company standpoint. How you feel about Rick Ware, thirty first through thirty fourth? We've said enough about Rick Ware. I think it's just, I hope to God he sells all four charges to somebody that's going to try. I mean, and that's where I'm going with this. Obviously, Hendrick did something amazing, but I'll say this, man. You know, the RCR Hendrick engine package had six cars in the top ten yesterday. Reddick was up there. Suarez was up there. Only two cars. Uh, other than the Hendrick cars led the race, the 19 and the 11, and the 19 started on the pole. You expect him to lead laps, right? So, uh, but the Rick Ware thing is, is when I read the news last week that, you know, obviously Colleague, Matt Colleague announced on Sirius Radio a month ago that he intends to have at least one charter. Uh, you got Kelly Earnhardt Dell Jr. saying, man, they may want a charter. Uh, you've got Trackhouse Racing that is on a lease right now. They need to buy a charter. There's a lot of legitimate organizations that are trying to come into this sport that want to race and not ride around. We need more charters. We need something, TJ, because – Make the field bigger. The, we can. We know we can run 43 cars. Yeah, we did it for 100 it years, it felt like. But but what I don't want to see is companies like I just referenced not being able to come in and play because we got a guy riding around dead last. Because mm-hmm. for the most of the race, they occupied the last four positions – until Kyle Busch had a problem and, yeah. and and ultimately went seven laps down until Chase Briscoe pounded the wall and went you know to the garage for a fix. So this is NASCAR's opportunity going into this new car, Chris. In my opinion, to fix this, can they? Oh boy, I probably could get in trouble. Um, That's what we do on the show. Can they fix it, man? It's going to be tough to fix it overnight. Uh, yes, the charter thing's a big deal. I've 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 not laid up at night worrying about it, but I have. It's been. Top priority for Colleague Racing, Matt Colleague, myself, to uh, try to find a charter. Uh, we've worked really hard for two years. People don't even know that. Like We've worked really, really hard for two years to get a charter because we yeah. were going to go cup racing last year. I mean, it was not a secret to you, Brett. You knew this. Like right. we, we were going cup racing last year. That was our plan. We had added on to our building. Uh, we was not going to run three Xfinity cars. Um, well, I guess we, we were, you know, we were going to go cup racing this year, but then COVID hit obviously. And, and it, it slowed everything down. Can they fix the charter thing? Well, it, it's a couple of rules they have that they might have to start enforcing. And that, that's about as much as, as I can say. Right. Um, so like, and it's performance based rules. Yes, correct. So maybe they, maybe they look at that. I don't, I, you know, it, it's, they play the game, right? Rick Warenham's played the game right. There's only four organizations that own four charters, and he's one of the four. Well, he don't own the fourth. Well, he's got rights. I don't, what's rights? I, I've I've been in. He's these making money. That, he's making yeah. money off four charters. He's leasing it, you know. But what it, if he come and wanted to buy it for more than what he's Rick Ware wanted to yeah. buy it for? He's going to buy it. So the rights are. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that term. But yes, he's racing four charters this year. Uh, he's played the game right, and, and was the game meant to be like this? Absolutely not. You guys talk about going to 43 cars. You go to 43 cars, that brings down number one's money. Does Denny Hamlin still want three charters if it brings down his money? 
I don't you, think Daniel has that much money he's got. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> you think about that. You that you still Denny Hamlin's still racing off that charter money, that you know from buying the Jermaine Charter. Right. I don't care if any everybody you use that money to have more performance, right? Especially the, especially somebody like Denny Hamlin, Colleg Racing. We we put everything back into the pot. It's not Matt Colleg one day has never said, "Up, oh, I'm getting a paycheck." Yeah, ever. So I don't you, think any of these guys do that. You, you know what I mean? You yeah. race off of that. That's the key, race. Right, you race off of that. And, and the guys that the, – the performance deal on the charters might have to come in effect soon. I don't, I don't know what that looks like or when it, when it happens, but NASCAR is very aware of it, and, and they want Matt Colleg, they want Dale Jr., they want the Denny Hamlins of the world. They want those guys in there, but they also – I mean, they don't look negative, I don't think, on those other guys. I think they're doing what they can with what they got. Like you said, he's played it right. Yeah. And – I mean, they don't have the resources or the budget to probably go much faster than they do. But I mean, those guys still race hard. I'll yeah. tell you that for uh, you know, for what they have at that point. I, but I think he just needs to sell all four chars and go IndyCar racing. If you ask me, I mean, that seemed to be working out a lot better for that him. IndyCar. Dale Coyne, <laughs> I found was, uh, that out. Yeah, yeah that Dale was Coyne impressive. It has has actually Rick Ware and Dale Coyne has put some together. I asked AJ about this, and and actually it's helped Dale's program because it brought in more revenue. But it also looks good on Rick Ware on that side of it, you know. That was a solid polling run for them, man. Yeah, That's absolutely. Good. Yeah. But if you look at it, this new car is going to help and what you guys are talking about. Like, who can afford to buy seven of these new cars? Yeah. Like, who has the money? Think about this now. You asked any race team, who has the money sitting there to go buy seven of these race cars? We, we've mm-hmm. talked about that Danny. on the show. The startup <laughs> cost of the new car is going to be crazy expensive. Astronomical. Like, I hate that the narrative is teams are going to save money. They're not. Right. They're going to spend a bucket load of money, mm-hmm. a, a freaking 55-gallon barrel full of money, trying to keep up next year yep. just to get the inventory in place. Yeah. What 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 percentage of things that, that cup teams own right now, as far as it speaks to the car itself, are obsolete in 2022? Huh. Probably. You can use your seat. You can use your fire bottles, steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, you can use your steering wheel, and if one of our guys. He Pedals are different. I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's very little. The ni- ninety plus percent is obsolete. Maybe oh, not. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, TJ, that's huge. That's yeah. big. Yeah, most of the most of the things that aren't are going to be. It's either safety equipment or driver accessory stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is pretty much all them. What do you guys got to recall? Like cabinets or carts or something? Cabinets, yeah. Yeah, you cabinets. might clean them out. Yeah. <laughs> clean that, them out. The Xfinity program is why it's so big right now is because of all these extra parts that you know you're talking about. I uh, love the Xfinity cars, man. They, they, like I Matt Collick says, there's that it's just stuff. He walked around the other day. He was down uh, last week. He walks around. He says, "I never thought I'd have this much stuff." So it's like, yeah, that much stuff off of them cars now is not yeah. going to be good. Yeah, I, I I do like the Xfinity cars though. I think they drive. They they're drive hard to drive. They're fun to watch. Like they they drive how a race car should drive, man. You can see them throttle up and it rotate. They drive. I mean, you could just that's how it should look. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm spot on for Hendrick doing that because I'm a big competition. You know, it's and it's awesome to see. I, I didn't like it because we weren't in front of it, but it's impressive to see somebody do that, and that means that's uh, everyone in that play. The guys in the shop are working hard and stuff, and I appreciate. It that effort on them i mean you look at just as a team uh you know some of us knew that 
some of us knew that Byron was going to be, I mean, the Larson was going to be good. Some of us didn't think so. But, uh, like, just William Byron and Bowman, like, Byron's already almost got his top 10 total that he's had last year, <laughs> round two. And I'm not driving Bo- after the Bowman's show. Already, Bowman's already matched his win total from last year. So, I mean, I mean, these are the guys that, like, you. they've run fast, but, like, Byron has took it to a whole new level, and I don't know if that's the, the Rudy Fugel factor or what, but, but, yeah, those guys have been pretty ridiculous this year. I feel like spot on, spot off is totally. Sorry, I, I, well, Brett keeps today. changing the fucking topic. I know. I'm sorry, but I. Hey, wanted... we're talking about Hendrick. Hey, Chris, what about uh, Justin what about Haley yesterday? <laughs> I just wanted to give them a. guys credit because <laughs> it's all I good. I've just given up on spot on, spot off. When I'm in the back room now, <laughs> it's just no rules. You guys can do your thing. There's this good new luck one at... on uh, cutting this one. Or There's this new one eight hundred number yeah. out. Call one eight hundred. Kiss my ass. <laughs> no wonder I don't get invited. It takes him six <laughs> to be up all night. Hey guys, this is TJ Mayors. Welcome to our member clan. <laughs> I I am sitting from sitting back here. I do notice Jason actually works, so yeah. I'm, I'm quite mm, he's impressed. He's probably texting, or he's just hitting the button he's whenever. The button every we curse. Every he, time, yeah. He turns the knobs a few times, yeah. so I'm assuming. I'm glad that's somebody something. in that booth's working. Freddie, what's <laughs> first? What do you think it was first with F? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, keep it on the road. <laughs> spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin says, F- wheels, damn it, <laughs> when trying to pass Bubba for P8 with about 60 to go. What did he say? <laughs> Please don't F- beep out that F word. I've never I heard know. it said like that, Jason. F- <laughs> 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 That's how I say it. <laughs> spot on, spot off. Freddie. <laughs> Spot off. Kiss my ass. Uh, listen, he created this monster uh, in our meeting last nice week. Nice knowing you. <laughs> because I saw him when he got the plane last night. He, he landed the same time we did. So he, him and Bubba and Michael and a couple of them You're guys were on You're not on their plane cart. anymore? No, no. Really? And I just come walking around his plane, and I see him. I said, you got a problem? <laughs> <laughs> he just starts laughing. He told Lambert to hit me. Uh, but... Listen, he created this monster last week in our meeting because he's... That'd be the second person Lambert hit this year. <laughs> he said that... That wasn't a hit. <laughs> he said last week, he said, you know, when I stayed out of Darlington on old tires, you know, I was the only one and I thought I was screwed, but I made my mind up that I was going to battle my ass off and I wasn't going to let a single car get around me. So guess what? We stayed on old tires and Bubba said, I ain't letting nobody get around me. I don't care if you owe my or not so i mean we raced him hard i get he's frustrated he probably had to burn his stuff up a little bit to get around us and but i mean that's, thank you that's why that. you hired bubba appreciate it bubba's, us out. bubba's gonna race hard and 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 we had to do that because if we let him go then the 11 or the 12s up our i mean the, yeah the 12 or the 22s up our ass and now maybe we're going backwards we held him off and the lap times kind of stabilized and we went we restarted eighth and we ran 10th for most of that run and we lost a spot to the 41 late but i mean that was going to pay off we we gained Eight or nine spots over where we were running all day. There's a lot of guys. Brett spot off on this. Well, there's there's a lot of guys that are getting their paycheck from Denny Hamlin, Wills, Freddie, Bubba, <laughs> Bubba. So it's kind of weird, right? I mean, you're literally racing your boss, and there's not a lot of scenarios in NASCAR where that happens. I just think it's funny that he calls out Wheels. It's like he called me out, and then Wheels too. I, I heard he called you out too, but like it's it's. That would have been better. I don't, Why know, do I don't have know that what recording? Was, I don't know what he was yelling at Wheels about. Like, what the hell is Wheels supposed to well, do? Well, <laughs> he, he pays Wheels a lot of money to run this race team. He's telling, telling him yeah. to tell you to get the f*** out of the way. Pays Freddie even more. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, look, I, I think I, I don't think Bubba's desperate, but I think Bubba needed a good run. I think he was being aggressive because of it. But you also got to be smart when you're racing because then he had a run. He squirted the center, and when he got to your bumper, his car shot up the track. 
uh, man, it was it was fun to watch on TV. And listen, I hate to say this, there wasn't a whole lot of entertaining stuff yesterday. I thought Fox did a good job of showing not the leader, right? They were showing cars that were actually racing yesterday during the broadcast, and some drunk dude wearing a Chase Elliott T-shirt. But outside of that, there wasn't or the a whole Kyle lot. Bush look alike? Did there you see was, that guy? Oh, forty-two times. Yeah, yeah. But again, when the racing's not great, you got to show something, right? Yeah. So go ahead, Chris. What What do you think Joe Gibbs is thinking? Why are you worried about your race car? Why not worry about that eleven? Yeah, think that that's what hit me. Yeah, when I when I seen this on here, that's what I thought. Why am I worried about Freddie? Cra- and I don't mean this bad. I don't like. I really don't. But like that that you got to think about it that way from Joe Gibbs' side. Can't just think about what the twenty. I mean, the twenty three blocked him. Like right. If yeah. you go back and watch it, he blocked him. But the green flags out. Like you know, so it's like racing, and well, he raced him. He raced him, or blocked him, or arrowed him. He didn't, and then when you he did get back, you let him go because you must have said something. No, no we just somebody said once something. he got once he got next to us, we let him go. Like, yeah. but you got to get there first. We're not just going to pull over and let you get there. Well, Bubba had decided going into three, he was going to let yeah. him go. Like oh, yeah. you could tell that, but like the, as Joe Gibbs competition side, what are they thinking? Why you were? What, I, did he pull up behind the? I don't know, whatever car he passed for that, 12, and call out his spotter and his, his crew chief? I, I, I don't know. I, I get I'm, I'm spot on for Denny being upset at his own race car, racing him harder than the guy did that before. So I'm spot on for that because I love the, what Denny does and how he does it. I think he's one of the best out there that, right now. So, and, and y'all's meeting will be about it, and well, you'll yeah. move on from it. Man, I'm, I'm a – I'm spot on for racing for whatever point you can get. The only – I do think there's a – on Brett's side, I do think there is a, okay, this is this guy is like made my – like he's given me this opportunity at some point, you know, when he does get position, then you make it easy. But I like I don't think you go from top to bottom to block. I think you maybe take some air in the middle. I didn't watch the entire battle, but make it hard. I mean, you got to protect your spot, man. I mean, like you said, you hold him off for five more laps, he might wear stuff out. He don't get by you. So I'm you're there to race. So no freebies until you get position. But it doesn't it just doesn't look good because you know, obviously there's been a couple other times and that you know, he feels like maybe you guys should have done something a little different, but man race. You're there for that point. Uh, spot on, spot off, NASCAR will race at the 20-turn Circuit of the Americas for the first time this weekend. Chris. 20. 20. So what was that word you just said a minute ago? F- You're going to hear that a lot this weekend. <laughs> I missed that turn. What turn was that? I don't know. Are they putting numbers up in the corners? <laughs> they need them. <laughs> no, I, I love the racetrack. I think it's spot on that we're going there. I think the town needs us. I think we need some different scenery. I mean, obviously, I love road course racing. Uh, last week, one of my spotters sent me some videos and some pictures. I think they might, we might as well just not have a spotter. Like, honestly, I think it's going to be more of a a race that you see, IMSA, stuff like that, you know, IndyCar racing. Uh, I'm spot on for going there. I enjoy it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, and then I'll let you know Monday whether I liked it or not because we're running <laughs> both of them. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, obviously spotter podcast, so – the biggest thing is we don't have any idea. I mean, there's been some guys that went and they don't even agree with each other on where do we need to stand. Yeah, where where to stand. you know, some guys are saying you could see 75 percent of the racetrack from here, and some well, guys are saying here. So I think on Friday, like uh, okay, at Darlington a couple weeks ago, 
one of my spotters got knocked out of his truck race. And he texts me and goes, hey, look, we can't see anything. Praise that the fans are back. We got to get back up on the stand. Like, and, and so oh, that was a fact. I reached out to, to the people that I needed to reach out to NASCAR. The next day, you guys were back up on the stand. So I think after Friday, you guys just got to be vocal with your, oh, yeah. your people. And we are. I mean, and Kip, like, Kip is kind of our contact on that, yeah. and he does a great job. And it's usually fixed within, obviously, a day. They can't move us, I don't think, during the race. But, you know, I talked to Kip right away, and by that night, before we left the racetrack, I knew we were going to be back on back the spotter stand. Um, but I, like, I celebrate my birthday on Thursday night, so I, I don't. I hope you don't. I wonder why you was leaving early. I hope you don't want a whole lot out of me on Friday. Well, it's only <laughs> we're only using one spotter on Friday. That what? make Good. sure that we don't stay on the racetrack. Yeah, no, yeah. that's even better. Get, but it's you. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad news. Oh, I meant to tell y'all that car we're using seven. <laughs> uh, but you know, like so, and then the one thing is these guys that went that are kind of feeding us the information on where you got to stand, where you going to be. There was no campers. There was nobody in the infield. The track was bare. You know, so now when we go back, can you really see what you thought you saw? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Noah Gragson is behind us parading and berating Chris Rice that he has a $100,000 check and Chris Rice does not. Where's them beads at? Look at him. <laughs> Where's them beads at you Look have? at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's literally standing. Alex, get a picture of this. He's standing at the window berating Chris Rice, showing off his $100,000 check. And he's grinning like a Brent, bear. Look at you. I think Chris Rice is going to moon him right now. Hey, hey, was that a tat? Chris, was that a tramp stamp? That's hilarious. Sorry, off the rails. Sorry, funny. Was that spot on or spot off? (laughs) Which part? The check or your butt? Which part was that? The check or your ass hanging out, or the the tattoo? Oh my gosh! Damn! Me and Chris had already spent that hundred grand. That's what people don't know. He was talking about me counting it. It was in his bank account. I want to know. I actually, I want to know how. How is a you know for some teams it varies. How does that hundred grand work? You know, is it in the contract where some drivers get it, some teams get it, or is it you, you tell us? You can't put it in a contract because it's a bonus, right? Like, and uh, you know, that's a it's a hundred thousand dollar bonus, and thanks to Xfinity for doing that because that's pretty cool to race for and gives us something to talk about. But you can't put it in a contract. So what we have done in the past, Matt Colleg is, is is one of the best at this. He's given it to the driver, but he had advised them to give it back to the race race team not matt Collick, but he gives it to the people that work there the men and women like every single one of them last year got the money like so like give it back to them and the the crazy thing last year we won a couple of them and like you're like when does the dash for cash money come oh we get it you know you get it with your point fund money because that's the right. way that's the xfinity it. works but we had no idea we didn't read the contract so we done paid everybody out well, i'm glad like, i got my bonus before yeah. you realize that check was coming <laughs> But that's the type of thing that makes yeah. you want to work for them, makes you want to – I mean, that, that's a, a good company and a good – that's what yeah. you want. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Hope that answered it. My, I, my I have no surprised. idea what we were talking about. We're talking Coda. about that 20-turn race here's, track. Here's the, yeah. I have a hard time spotting four turns. I've got, I've got plenty of questions, but, like, here's my questions about Coda. What can we see? Where do we need to stand? Are there track limits? 
What bars are good in Austin? Those <laughs> are my own. What <laughs> bars and, and, and limits? Is this in priority order? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, <laughs> no, no. I tweeted last night, priority one. What bars are good in Austin? <laughs> what I was going to say, he said, what can we see? I'm not worried about them seeing because Austin, I guess, is one of the funnest towns in America, <laughs> I, so they're not yeah. going to see nothing. <laughs> Jeb, why are you in the gravel pit? We can see lots. It'd be like three of Jeb. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Jeb. Which car are you? What's new? Chris, Chris we got yeah. them outnumbered this weekend. <laughs> All right, Jeb. What? What's who are you behind here? Which car are you? Well, I figure. I figure on Saturday I'm the backup spotter, so you don't really need me to be on my A game. And then Sunday I got AJ Almendinger, who don't need me at all. I mean, it's kind of like Chris is paying me to go down there to do nothing. Do you remember where we come out after we pitted at Daytona? A hundred. A hundred. We came in seventh to go out a hundred. Yeah. Be ready for that again. Okay. Uh, Freddie's changing tires. Why is Brett changing tires? What I was saying. Brett <laughs> yeah. changing tires. Dude? It looked like I was changing tires. <laughs> Could you imagine? These two doing a pit stop. Can we can we actually add this as a segment one day? Like maybe can Charlotte race weekend. Can have we come over and yeah. do pit yeah. practice one day? Yeah, Freddie be the jack up. man. Oh, yeah. Brett probably be a carrier. This has got to be a YouTube thing though. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Yeah, Jason clean tear off or something. <laughs> How many beers can we drink? At ten away. <laughs> when when Chris says ten away, because we always count our drivers into the pit box. At ten away, we got to do a shot of fireball. <laughs> And then we go over the wall. How quick you think we could do a just do the fronts here? If, if Freddie's jacking, Brett's carrying, and I'm, I'm doing the changing, how how fast think we could do a stop? What makes you think I'm going to jack it? No, no I he said, said I was jacking. Oh, yeah. What makes you think Freddie's going to? He's talking about the he's car. Just a fast. He's, I looked at his wrist. Just a, I've got <laughs> fast hands. Chris, can we make this happen? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I want to be the person that holds the sign up, and that's all I need. I no, probably you just, could. You're going to sit on the box like a driver's wife. Deal. Get really nervous. Or in the stands. <laughs> yeah, you know, I you think know. Casey should do the the tear off. Yeah, the tear off. Yeah, I don't stop. think I can read. I don't know what you're getting ready to say, but I know <laughs> we have him private. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, that's why I said something to get his mind. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh my god. Anyways, gosh. <sighs> all right. So are we spot on or spot off for Coda? Spot on. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know I don't day. think I think it's great. We're trying somewhere new. We'll uh, like he said, we won't really know until. It might be the greatest. Maybe somebody will lay oil down like Watkins Glen that one time. Maybe the greatest finish ever. and Or maybe maybe somebody wins by 15 seconds and we don't want to ever go back. I don't know. I'm spot off because I wish I was going. I think DBC needs to do a segment at Coda or somewhere. Just Nashville. So Why don't so you I just go? go? We can't yet. I think Who's Nashville's going to be fun. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver die-cast hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, TJ, RacingUSA.com currently has more than five hundred different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers including this weekend's dover winner alex bowman racing usa is truly unique they automatically discount items in your cart so you'll get the best price they offer free upgrades to expedited shipping so freddie when you ordered that joey logano dirt win at bristol diecast you were guaranteed the lowest pre-order price they ship it all in stock orders the next business day, and as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's two hundred dollar gift card. Wow! So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite drivers, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than twenty years.
Okay. All right, so so the main reason we we brought in the brainiac Chris Rice for this week was to dive into something that the three of us spotters are not really qualified to do, which is talk about this next gen car, Chris. And and uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of questions. Um, I'm just going to start with this to kind of get you going. NASCAR Cup teams, the superstars, right? The the, the super teams, if we want to call them that. They're completely vertically integrated. They build everything from top to bottom, whether it be the chassis, the body, the engine. They have control, quality control over every single part and piece to some extent that goes on that race car. With this next-gen car, all that completely goes away. So as a team owner, team president, how do you look at that and you say, I'm okay with giving up all of this control over my own product because me as a business person, I I struggle with that. Right. And then kind of my second question to that part is I've been a part of a lot of great cup teams that won a lot of races and for say, let's, let's say Kevin Harvick goes out and he wins a race and he's, he's in a brand new car. The first thing you hear is we're going to build a car just like this one, but we're never able to really do that. So how do we take these outside vendors and make them take the place of that vertical integration the team owners have right now. It's got to be cheaper. It's, it's easy. Bottom line. It's the bottom line. It's got to be cheaper. It's got to be more economical so we have more owners come in. Uh, that, that's, that's the bottom line. Do we – you know, change sometimes is good. I, I want to be very clear when I say that. Sometimes it's good. You know, we went in COVID, and we started not practicing. Everybody thought that was the end of the world. We were not qualifying. Yes, we need to get cars in there. We need to be able to qualify. But actually, that wasn't that bad. We put on some great races not having having practice. So this is bottom line. If it cost us right now to build a race car $100,000, if that's what it cost us, this car eventually has to be less than that for it to be a smart business decision. You look at our shop, you know, we got a ton of race cars. Now, you're going to have the same race car that you race at Daytona. We're going to run it at Watkins Glen. So our, our fleet of five to six Speedway cars and five to six road course cars is cut down to one. One race car. That bottom line right there is already good. I mean, it is already a good thing because we have six road course cars and we have six Speedway cars. For three teams, obviously, but you would have three cars if you – you were doing it with three teams. So it's just bottom line. Um, you know, and that's that's what every owner looked at when they decided to do it. Each owner had a say-so in this. Did they like every bit of it? Absolutely not. Now, we're coming in, obviously, on the backside of it. We didn't have any say-so, but we're taking the benefits of a new race car because we only own two cup cars right now. We own our road course car and we own our speedway car. We built them brand new, both of them. So we're, we're not in, in as big a stuff losing as as everybody else one of the things that jumps out to me and i don't know the answer to this i don't even know the question really but like cost concerns about you know you're you're kind of monopolizing all of these vendors like totally you have to go to this guy for your transaxle you got to go to this guy for whatever like what kind of oversight are they going to have to keep these prices in line to where this guy that you're buying your transaxles from just can't? I mean, we've heard I've heard rumors that this transaxle budget's got to be like a half a million dollars for next year, you know, for per one car. car. Yeah. So I mean, what kind of oversight are they going to have to to keep these costs in line? 
Well, they're going to know exactly what you spend. They have to submit that. And if they get out of line, so right now the Xfinity Series has been that way with five-star in their bodies for a couple of years now, and it's worked well. Um, they asked for a price increase, but they had to ask two years in advance, and it's sent out to the teams. But every month they do a check. NASCAR does a check. Are, are these guys charging the guys the correct thing? Um, so it, it, the five-star deal was the first deal for this to be able to you know xfinity cars has five star that's the only body they can run you can't you can't make your own body you put your own body on so that was the first time so they'll do checks and they'll make sure and what i mean by checks they'll do kind of like a speed check i mean you know well, when you talk about bodies though right now teams have complete control over the body so so you in the xfinity series when you get that composite body how much control do you actually have over what's put on the racetrack uh, well, you still get to mount your body, but teams don't have complete control. So you have to buy your roof, you have to buy your hood, you have to buy your deck lid. These are all carbon fiber pieces, not the roof, but like the hood and deck lid are. So they don't uh, they don't have control. The sides they have to buy. Now, do they that they're metal, so they fool with them. But now going to the composite body, you know, it's heat involved and different things. But you have control on where your body's put. But they have this box that they have us in, and it's called a gold box. And that's why that scanner is so important. And why you hear at the beginning, we always complain about the scanner because we built right to the edge of the gold box. So if something happened, the heat or the cold or something like that, the elements of the racetrack changed it up, we were outside that gold, which was a failure. Like, but we complained about it as race teams. That box is small. That box is going to be a little bit smaller now because our box on Xfinity cars is pretty small. Like, you know, it, it's a pretty small box. Does that help competition? You said you love the Xfinity racing. I like it. That, that tells you right there it helps competition. Now, this car is going to struggle for the first year. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It's going to struggle for the first year because we don't know what it needs. And, and I'll, I'll make a great example. And you look at the Chevrolets right now. They struggled for one full year with that new car. But now they're on point everybody's going to be in that situation next year. The cream, the, the best teams are still going to rise to the top, right? But, like, these cars are still going to struggle, so you got to give them a minute. So, we- so I think you bring up a good point right here, the, the Chevrolet thing. When I see this car, the first thing I thought is, man, these bodies look awesome, but all three noses are completely different. Somebody, correct me if I'm wrong, at a mile-and-a-half, two-mile track, somebody's going to have an aero advantage, right? To start with. To start with, and you see it in Xfinity Series, the Ford got a new nose last year, and Chase Briscoe and the 22 have been stupid fast. They had an advantage. We had to catch up. Junior Motorsports, College Racing, we as Chevrolets, we had to catch up, right? And we did. I feel like, you know, we combined our, our, our aero stuff this year with Junior Motorsports and RCR and, and College Racing. So somebody's going to have an advantage. You know, whether it's a Chevrolet, whether it's a Ford, you know, whether it's a Toyota. So that's going to happen no matter what. It's happened back in the days when Richard Petty won all the races. You know, you look at Dale Earnhardt, you know, back in those days. Yeah. So when we hear side force, you just talked about the cup teams have a lot of flexibility in their sides right now. What We're taking away side force with this new car. What When people hear that, what does that mean? The easiest way I can explain it, and, and you know, I, I was – kind of getting beat up a little bit about this uh, because I told it to someone, and I said, do you understand this? Roll down your window at 55 miles an hour. 
stick your hand straight out the window and watch how hard it pushes your hand back, okay? Then think about the side of the race car. They've shortened up the race car. They shortened up the back side of it. They shortened up the front side of it to make it look more like what you drive, like what you're, they're selling in the, the showroom. So now the side is not as big, right? So like the force that is holding them from going around the turns is less. So they have to lift more or the tire is going to have to be different. So the easiest way to always think about side force, stick your hand straight out the window. And as you move your hand one way or the other changes the way how far it goes back, right? Yeah, yeah. And then turn, basically take that race car and think about that wind hitting the side of it. Now the car is shorter. You know, it's a lot shorter behind the rear wheels. It's more symmetrical, I think, is what the Toyota guy Dave said. You know, it's, it, and it is. It's more like the car that you go and you buy. Um, so that, and that's what they're trying to do. They're try, we're here to sell cars to the, to the ordinary fan. We're here to sell cars. And if the car doesn't look like what he can go buy or she can go buy, they're not going to buy, buy it. So they yeah. had to do something to make them look alike. And the side force thing, when the driver gets out of the corner and throttles up, that's like your hand sticking out the window. That's, that's like, the whole right side of the car hitting that. That's why the quarter panels, the quarter panel sticks out the furthest too. So that's why it's super important. That's why it's a really hot topic area on a car. Yep. So and speaking of TJ and blocking, uh, Freddie this week, <laughs> just the boss. The, these rear bumpers are curved, man. Like there's a lot of curves in that rear bumper. We see a lot of really hard pushing on restarts. We obviously see bump drafting. What do you think these, these curved bumpers do, rear bumpers do? Well, what you're not seeing behind the bumpers is about, and I don't know the exact measurement, but it's probably like a four-inch piece of door foam that you were talking about flying out of the window is basically what it is behind the rear bumper. So the, they're going to move a little bit more than what we have today because today the steel piece is right up against the bumper, so it's a lot harder. Right Now these bumpers on, on that car, on the new car, next-gen car, are, it has door foam basically in between the bumper and the, the fascia is what we call it, or the rear bumper. And also they're aluminum. They're not steel. Okay. So, like, they're going to have a little more give than what they do today. Okay. So when Denny comes up behind the 23, he can hit him and probably not make a hole in his bumper. Okay. You know, because it's going to have a little more give. And that's all due to – You hear that? It's, <laughs> it's all due to – crashes right? right like we don't want drivers to get hurt we, no. we want them to be able to you know walk away from wrecks you know you watch some of the wrecks that these guys have been in uh and, and they're walking away and all they're doing is getting more and more innovative because we're getting faster right like we're getting faster and we're taking more head-on hits we're taking i mean eric's hit yesterday didn't look hard Ooh. to the fan but oh. that's a hard hit because that door foam it, it has no movement has no give you know so that that was a pretty hard hit yeah, I think we've heard too through the through the grapevine some some concerns about you know uh, Williams' crash and the, the 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 force that he took in that wreck and and it's the product of you know obviously the bumpers got give but like suppose you know through the grapevine you're hearing the chassis may be a little more rigid so it's not yes you're getting that initial give from the bumper but then you're still absorbing a lot of the impact because the car itself is so rigid. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with, with that, with the, you know, just like you said, that we're going to, this is going to be a trial and error deal. You know, <laughs> we're going to see one wreck and they're going to go, okay, this is what we can do to make it better. But, you know, obviously the number one concern has always been safety in our sport. Yeah. And you're, you're speaking of the wreck that he had at California. Um, 
and, and that's we will know more about that. That they're doing a test. NASCAR is doing a test. NASCAR spent a lot of money, and I know this because it's been done all at RCR. Like right, that everything has been done at RCR. They're getting ready to do a test to know how rigid those cars really are, and and they have the ability to change something, right? Like oh, yeah. so, and and the front clips and rear clips bolt on, so they basically have a tub to save the driver. How many you know big wrecks have you seen that a tub was still just sitting? That driver was fine, walked away from it. Yeah, big wrecks like an Indy car, like kind an of. Indy car. Yeah, so like that. That's what they're trying to get at, and hopefully. You know, we get through the learning curve fast. The racing is good right off the bat, and uh, it's it's fun to watch. And we're not having that conversation. You mentioned the wheels different, so a couple things here. What do you feel about the width of the tire? And to me, this is a question for you because you're playing the Xfinity Series and potentially the Cup Series next year. Are you going to need two kinds of pit crews? No, no. You know, it was. It, I think everybody thinks you are, or at least one team thinks you will. And the reason I say that is single lug and cup. Not single lug in Xfinity. Mm-mm. No, and, and it we the Xfinity series will probably suffer a little bit. You know, the pit stops will probably slow down a little bit, but I don't think you'll have you won't have two pit crews. We can't. We as a group, Xfinity that is, save the Cup teams a lot of money. You know what I mean? We save them a and, lot, of, and vice versa, and vice versa. They save us a ton of money. So we both need that break to be able to make great pit stops and, and, and hit our budget. So, no, I don't think we will. I, like I said, you have one team or two teams that think you will need a couple different pit crews or different tire changes, right? The jack stops are still jack stops. You're still going to, you know, all that stuff. Five but, lugs or one, the guy should be able to hit it. Right. Like, and, and if you think about it, one lug nut in F1, and those guys actually work on a race car too. Like, so yeah. I don't know how... Like it used to be right, with us. How specialty they are. I don't know that. I'm, I'm probably speaking out of turn here. So, But I know we talked to one guy, and I was standing there while we talked to him. He's used his same lug nut for eight years. He's used the same lug nut for eight years. Eight years. So this guy has obviously been pitting for eight years. How many tire changes you know been pitting for eight years? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I got a question. How much is your budget for lug nuts a year? Well, we don't have you. You're not only gonna have eight per car, and the, no, I mean like, what oh, do you right spend? Now, oh God, it's ridiculous. It's isn't ridiculous. It? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because I back in 2001 when I um, he was came over to MB2 back in the day, I was doing pit practice stuff, and they'd bring they'd get in box and they were a couple hundred bucks back then for just a box of lug nuts. Mm-hmm. Like I, I might even have more. I don't know, but I know they were. I can't imagine. It's thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, it's a dollar and twenty five cent for each lug nut. That's easy to figure math real quick. You know how I many we go through in pit stops. Wow, dollar and twenty five cent for each lug nut, and you don't reuse them. No, you don't reuse no. them. No, no. no. Uh-huh. And you got to go through every single one of them too, because sometimes there's little burrs in there and stuff. Because gotta... if they cross thread and you got one loose at the end of the race, yeah. it's five thousand dollar fine. Well, two of them you get a vacation, right? And I think that's why the nine <laughs> pitted on Saturday because he had a couple loose. He did. Yeah, you he know? did. Yeah. So so. I got a few more questions. Why a five-speed on this car? All right, so I, I reached out because I wanted to know the same thing. So they're kind of following the same thing as and, – and, and I've done some studying, so I know exactly because it's – so it's basically um, close to the one they use in the Australian V8 supercars. Okay. They're six-speed, and, and basically the internals, and you can run them longer, uh, and, and it's about – you know, how long you can run them, right? And then the space inside that car is not that big. 
So they had come up with a different way. And the heat, our, our you know, four so, speeds. So you couldn't fit this transmission we run today in this new car? Uh, you could fit it, but it, you would have to change a casing and all different things. You know, because this car has a pan up under it. Like, you know, if you if you think about it, this, our cars today don't have a pan. They have a, what, what we call a pan. So basically, it's sealed completely under the car. If you've ever worked on a car, you changed oil, and they got them pans. Basically, this thing's sealed front to rear because we spend astronomical money trying to make these cars as flat as we can under the bottle. Right. Right, and hiding them and doing all this other stuff. I noticed now, that at Talladega on the cup car. Yeah. <laughs> You just, they're a pan. Exhaust run out of both sides. So it's fitting all this stuff in there is, is the big thing. And, and they're basically was, they were based off of the, the Australian V8 supercars, you know, and it's a, like a, the internals is based off a Grand Am box, which is a five or six speed. So we don't know why they chose five speed, but they chose five speed. And, and I believe the company that is going to build them is actually moving in this development. Yeah, they're right. Do you think we'll shift it a mile and a half? Absolutely. See, that's like, I am personally absolutely hundred percent. I'm personally against hundred percent. I'm personally against that. Uh, I, mean, I maybe I don't know. I don't just maybe it'll. I don't know. Are we going to see problems from that shifting? No, no. They're durable. Yeah, very durable. Yeah. I think you'll see problems, but it's going to be stupid stuff. Yeah. Like what we had this weekend, brand new master cylinder just having an issue. Random, random stuff. I mean, you'll yeah. see problems, but those things are bulletproof. Think about how many times those those cars you've watched race, and they very seldom have problems. Yeah, like yeah, we don't have many part failures anymore. Mm-mm. Very rarely. Very rarely. You're, you're when I met you, God man, like 1999. You've built race cars your whole life. Your dad, Alan Rice, you know, chassis builder, big late model guy. You crew chief late models as a teenager, like crazy technical background. But when I met you, I think you were building shocks That's right. in the Cup Series. Um, are we going to see different shock packages with this car? No, you have to buy your shocks from them. Wow. So you don't even build your own shocks anymore. Mm-hmm. So now the shock guy's out of a job. That, well, you, I, I, and I don't know this. I don't think they've, they've finalized this, but you'll better service them or have them service. You're going to have to clean them, check them every week. You've got to have a spring guy. So, no, they're not out of a, they're not out of a sh- yeah. job because we still have Xfinity cars. You still have trucks. But the shock guy who went to literally shock school, Penske had mm-hmm. shock school, that's gone. Yeah, and what's so funny about it, the things we're buying for these cars, TJ, are what you would buy for your late-mile stock car. They're hyper-cool, yeah. they're hyper-cool springs. You know, AFCO shocks. Like, I mean, it, it is funny. You know, and you talk about the one lug nut. The one thing I do like is an eight-inch tire. We lost side force, but we've gained in two more inches of tire. Eighteen inches. I said eight inches. Sorry, eighteen inches of tire. You know, that's going to make for better racing. The brakes. Everybody has the same amount of brakes. So TJ's, you know, Penske's cars that can outbreak us at all the road courses goes away. You know, everybody has the same brakes, and and, and all of this stuff. Now is you buy from the vendors, and everybody has the same stuff. You can change your setups. You can move the the slugs. You can do all that. The setups will be different, right? But uh, like upper control arms, man, we got uh, – I actually went and looked before I came up here. We have 247 upper control arms. We're six years into our business. Wow. You're only going to use two. You don't change them from Daytona to Watkins Glen. So the savings is the parts, the pieces, the stuff. All right, so everything you've said, all these changes, TJ's going to love this question. How much practice time are teams going to need next year to fine-tune this? So you're asking a guy that hates practice. that I Practice. Not more than TJ. 
uh, that that I've I've enjoyed the no practice, but I will say all, we got to groom younger kids to come through. Josh Berry, you know, a prime example. He, it's taken him quite a few races to get to where he, everybody's talking about him now. I think you need 50 minutes, and the reason I say 50 minutes is uh, two runs of throwaway runs. Right, y'all have seen this multiple times. The racetrack's dirty. Yeah, you know, uh, the guy missed it on the splitter. Yeah, he's he's rubbing something, you know. So like, we need fifty minutes. Do we need it every single racetrack? See, that's where I disagree. I think we need it every five races, or or whatever kind of comes into that. But it's I not think, every mile and a half. Every not, every other every every third mile and a half or something like that. Right. And and what's what's so difficult about that is Cup decides everybody basically, right? Like we Cup. Yeah. Cup is going to practice Cup's it. king. Cup's king, and it's got to be. So the Cup cars are going to practice at Indy. We've already raced Indy as an Xfinity group. We're going to practice. You know what I mean? So if, Even though you don't need it. Even though you don't need it. We, we made a great race there last year. Yeah, it was awesome. It was an awesome race. Yeah. So now, now um, you know, we, we're going to have to follow that, I think, throughout Cup, Xfinity, trucks. But we, 50 minutes is a max. Good TV time in 50 minutes. I agree. That gives them 30 minutes of talk time. And gives them twenty minutes of commercials and content for the people too. Right, I, I truly think we should just do qualifying in that practice time. You know, I, I know they won't because they need the show, but like, I, I don't think we need to separate the qualifying. It could be in that, you know, and then you get a like, <laughs> like the Indy cars get. You get a certain amount of tires, and that's all you get. Depends on how you want to yeah. use them. So, fifty minutes is is my vote I, for that. I agree. I don't think it needs to be more than that. But one thing. Like working with Haley this year, her first laps on these tracks are in the turn one, like yeah. Darlington. Never been there before. First lap on the track, uh, you know, it'd be nice. Like, and that's the supposed to be the beginner. You go to trucks and Xfinity, and you need. I do think you need some practice, but I do think for years we've killed it with too much at times. Um, three practices a weekend, and we've proved we went to race tracks we've never raced at with no practice and through the green. Yeah, so. I agree with – I hope we work into it slowly and don't just go to Daytona and see seven practices on the schedule. You know, like I don't think we'll ever see that again. But no. um, They're yeah. trying to – you know, they're, they're doing a good job of trying to keep the schedule short. They yeah. respect our home life I think now. they're doing a great job with the schedule. Yeah, so – For sure. I mean, what my, – my question is what happens to all these race cars? I mean, you've got – Hundreds, wow! Hundreds of race cars now that are obsolete. I mean, where do they trickle down to Arca. Xfinity? Do they trickle down to Arca? Like, where are they? What's the plan for all these race cars? They will trickle down to Xfinity for sure. Arca, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know those race cars well yeah. enough to sit here and say. Um, but like they're quite week, a bit different looking, aren't they? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think they're a little bit different. I don't know if they, don't know. they can no use idea. the chassis or something, but I don't. I don't know either. Xfinity, we'll we'll have to start using them. You know, like this weekend, the eleven car, we lost a car, so you just plug in another one. You wouldn't have to go buy another twenty five thousand dollar chassis. You know, that's good to hear that some of them will be able to be. Yeah, so definitely we'll just float right down to Xfinity. You know, we have to buy them, but they'll be pennies on the dollar. Yeah. But when you start a race team, I told Matt Collig when we was talking about this, you know for sure, you know, you sold your late models, you sold your stuff. It's it's Once you race it one time, once you pull it off a lot, it's no warranty or it's oh, yeah. no count that yeah. you're going to get 50 cent on a dollar for it. So, it is, It's only worth what somebody's going to pay. That's right, yep. 
Good, man. Well, we wanted to uh, obviously thank you for that because we can't speak to all the you, – you, you're special. I mean, I hate to, hey, uh, you damn, are, you've, you've always been special. <laughs> Did you but, see Noah? <laughs> but, but there's not many company presidents in this sport that understands the technical side of the business and works on the business side of the business. I mean, even working with a lot of these cup teams, the business side and the racing side are completely separate. You've got both that fall under you. So uh, th- thanks for coming on and uh, recapping that for us. I think you made us smarter. Yeah, okay. And well, we got and we got a few few uh, questions for fans here too that I think Casey's going to rattle off. Yes, this first one is from Nick Wall 7967-3019. How much more will it cost to run a cup car than an Xfinity car with next gen? Wondering if it's an opportunity for teams to make the jump to cup. What do you think? Well, it's all about the charter. Yeah, it, you know that's hard to tell until we start building our cars. I hate to, I hate to push it off like that because I wouldn't mind telling you. I, I really don't. I don't care. I'll, I'll share numbers easily. I've been very fortunate that Matt Collins allowed me to share numbers, but we don't know until we build the cars. You know, the tires are still going to be the tires. The travel's still going to be the travel. Uh, the only place you're going to save is on the cars. So. Maybe ask me that in two years, and I can give you a better idea. I don't think the first year is going to be cheap enough for us to even talk about it. Let me ask you this, and this is probably a little bit on the other side of yours, the Xfinity series, but how much is this next-gen car going to hurt a guy like Johnny Davis or um, you know Jimmy Means? Because I know they buy a lot of tires from Cup. You know, you know when we practiced, there was a couple lap takeoffs or whatever. They were buying tires from – these cup teams, is, I mean, this, this is going to have some kind of effect on them, I'm sure. Well, they already started seeing it this year because they can't, can't buy practice, those tires. Yeah. So, and, and I talked to Johnny Davis last week about that. And basically, we got caught with our pants down at Darlington because they buy, you know, basically at Darlington we got five sets. They only bought four. You know what I mean? So they, they already shortened it. Um, it, it cost them, man, it's, a, it's on up in the hundreds of thousands more to do that so they have to cut it somewhere else because their budget's on their their budget right whether they spend it on tires motors transmission gears whatever they spend it on they only have this amount of money to spend just like us that's all they have to spend now if we get something crazy happens we're very fortunate to have a company like colic companies to come in and help us but by the grace of god we haven't had to use that yet so but yeah they only have that amount of money so it's going to hurt them but they've already seen that happen through COVID. yeah Next question is from Ryan's Robert. With the next-gen car said to have softer tires, how long do you think tires should last? I don't think tires should last over five laps, in my opinion. <laughs> I like the Darlington Rockingham. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I think our racing is better when the tires fall off and we can pass people. The Richmond race has continuously got better as the tire had some fall off. I watched Justin Algar fall back to 10th last year and come back and win both races. I watched that happen time and time again. Passing. Passing makes for a fun race. Yeah. But I think other people think otherwise. We used to talk about listening to like Carl Edwards back in the day, and he had a – who was his spotter? Hedleski. Um, Hedleski. Before him. Um, um, Hudson? Yes. Bobby Hudson? Yes. He used to tell him, all right, Carl, tire management here. Like, I would love to see a guy – save some tires a little bit, and then be able to make a charge. And it was awesome to watch. You have comers and goers at that point. You have good racing, especially in these cars out here. This last one is from KJ Feemster. 
when and what will the horsepower horsepower be announced or will they run different packages like now uh i don't know that that i think they know what they're going to run but i don't know that they'll announce it until january i i i do believe that the engine builders know what they're going to run and i kind of got an idea what they're going to run but I, I I would hate to sit here and say it, and then you come back in January and say, Rice, you was wrong, because they've tested everything, right? Like, I, I do know that. They've tested everything. They're trying to keep it um, – they have a big group. I mean, Penske's helping. RCR's helping. All of the teams are helping. All of the teams – Penske just done the test at Texas, I believe. I think it was it was out in the public. They did that. So, RCR done the test at Darlington with Tyler Reddick. So, and I think they try a bunch of different – engine packages also with this car so i think they're trying to keep it at a certain pace what how many horsepower would you put in these cars mm. a thousand yeah well I, yeah <laughs> i think that's different um <laughs> i like momentum racing so when i see people oh i want more horsepower i would rather have less horsepower less drag i like momentum racing but i come from late mile stock car days right like i didn't come from a super late mile days so my my idea is going to be way different than everybody else's i like this center of the corner faster i think it makes better race car drivers um you know if you can go down there and stomp on the brake stomp on the gas and go win a race I, I i just i grew up momentum so i would say less horsepower less drag to where most people are going to say way more horsepower way less drag you know I, but if you can't use it it's no good i would assume I mean, you correct me if i'm wrong i would assume they would their goal would be to go with one engine Yes, all you 100%. know, not yep. switch back for seven fifty, five fifty, like we have been. I would assume that they're going to try and pick something. They may tweak on it, but it's it's going to be one engine throughout the year. Yes, I would assume. agreed. I mean, because engine shops need the savings as well as the cars, right? Like they don't need to do the seven fifty package, then this, you know, five fifty package. And yeah, they, they don't sure. need to do that. I mean, it's, they're total different engines, oh, yeah. right? Like they're total different engines, and so yeah, they want to do that. And I think what they're trying to do is say we run a thirty one flat at Texas. They don't want to be a 40-second lap. So I think that's what they're working on on all these racetracks also with the engines. I, I think the racing the last two weekends, I like what I've seen in the cars more. Maybe you, you can see the cars walk around more with the package that we've ran at Darlington and at Dover. You can see the guys fight it. And I like seeing the guys have to work. And We saw plenty of guys sideways off the corner yesterday. And... You see guys get loose at Darlington, too, more than we have. And you're actually the air is a, is a tool to use for the guy behind with this package as well. With, uh, with the other package, you, we've seen guys drive right in on somebody's bumper with the 550 like at Kansas, and the guy can't even tell. Like, can't even tell he's there. And that's hard to pass. So I like, I like this being cut way in half because the guy can use his, you know, the air is his advantage. I'll back some, too, if he gets close enough. That's one thing on those cars. They have what they call the diffusers in the back or yeah. the, the fins, and they got fins in the front that's going to try to change the change air that, so they yeah. can get to them. My diffuser's I, 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 broke. I, it just goes back to me on this car is because I, I know how racers are, and if, if Chase Elliott starts kicking everybody's butt, you're going to wonder if he got the same stuff you got because like, it is being bought from an outside vendor. It's, there's not a lot of in-house control. You used to be a manufacturing facility and an assembly facility, and now, Chris, are you just really assembly? Assembly, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a very good point. Very assembly, very mechanic-oriented, uh, yes. very. Yeah. I mean, because they paint the cars. They come painted. Wow. Like, the chassis come painted, and it's a certain style pa- paint, yeah. Sign that, me up. 
Yeah, it, it's certain style paint that they that you can't fool with, right? Like, cause dude, we all try to push the limits. So we get a chassis, and we're gonna try to do something to it. Well, they got to figure out how to not let that happen. I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I've always said the teams are smarter than NASCAR. And the teams are always a step ahead of NASCAR. Don't you think you're smarter than the cop that's sitting there getting ready to get you? Absolutely. Brett thinks he's smarter than everybody. Just so yeah, you're asking man. the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> Beer number seven. I'm just going to shut my mouth because I'll get myself in trouble for responding to that comment. We'll let Reaction Theater speak to Yes, that. time for Reaction Theater. Brett, you're awesome. Keep telling it how it is. TJ, I like you, but can't stand your driver i can't wait to watch you guys choke away another championship freddie i guess you need to say more lovey-dovey with your car owner so you guys can get better equipment because you guys are really sucking this year and casey well i didn't know who the hell you were but i found out who your husband was when i went to my only arca race back in 2012 at kansas i saw him flipping on lap two <laughs> i think he that guy that. only likes me i think he won a Kansas. no he actually likes me but he hates my driver oh yeah that's true <gasps> yeah i couldn't do anything wrong i could Wreck every car in the field, and it was it was justified. <laughs> now you go and you lead every lap, and it's or you hold a Kevin Harvick off for forty five laps with a three tenths faster lap car, and you're the worst driver in the world. I just so. don't know if you're keeping good company in that in that comment, TJ. No. So Joey, by the way, so this Joey uh, gets stopped this weekend, and some they're like, "Hey, uh, I listened to the." He calls me and tells me they said, "Hey, I li- this fan comes up to me. I listened it, to the it, DBC. It's my baseball coach. Was it? Yes, Kevin. Kevin. Yes. <laughs> Did he see Joey? Yes, I have okay. a picture. Yes. Oh, nice. Well, he goes, yeah. So, hey, um, I love the show, but uh, he said something like, "I like you" or something, but I don't like TJ or something. <laughs> so, I thought that was nice. But I don't understand. Listen, I, I have zero. Joey's been really good to me, That's... but like him and I've texted back and forth now. Like Joey's probably he smiles all the time. He finished fifth <laughs> the other day or sixth the other day. He was smiling. So he's on. I, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. If you actually, I'm telling you, he races hard. He races for every single spot. And as somebody that works for him, you can hate me all you want because I enjoy working with that. So, can you read what it says under the picture with Kevin and Joey? TJ sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who's next? Next one's from Pat. Brett, my man. I got to say, I'm pretty disappointed in you. Went down there to Pageland to do some work. Asked the lady if she knew who you were. She said she'd never heard of you. If you're going to be running for mayor down there, you got to step it up. you got to get TJ in front of you. Put some flyers out there. Maybe Jason do some networking. got to get this rolling, man. you got to step it up. What an idiot. Pat, I said I was running for governor. I didn't say I was running for mayor. I think he was mayor of Pageant yeah, Governor of South Carolina. He said he yeah. slept with the mayor. <laughs> I hope not. He knows the mayor. <laughs> oh, he knows the mayor. He's Something like that. <laughs> Y'all better keep the cocktail weenies away from Kyle Larson because he'd probably choke on that too. What the f***? Sounds like a guy that might have bet on Kyle Larson yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. smoked a lot of weed right before he called us. I never saw Kyle really get passed, so I don't really. I mean, other than on pit road, which all he does is drive down to the speed limit, make the stop, and come out. Really blame that on Kyle. Well, I hate having to do this, Justin, but you are the biggest idiot. Algar, you were just holding up Barry the whole freaking run. Cost him the chance, and then you let Tad Sendrick win the dang race. Guy wasn't even fast. He was top 10, but he wasn't fast. Josh Barry, man, you deserve a cup ride for sure. Give this man a ride. 
TJ, I love you. Fred, Fred. Freddie, Brett, y'all are a bunch of idiots. Damn. Oh, that guy's in a minority. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, we're the idiots, but Cindric, what he run top three all race, I think. Yeah, he yeah, no, he, he, he struggled early on, but it was dirty air, right? Yeah. It didn't take him long Once to get. He, there. he worked his way slow. He would come forward the yeah, entire time. Forward. Jacob, it's not head, it's penis head. Yeah, you get more and, laughs uh, when you say it that way. And Beezy, I don't know if Josh is ready for a cup ride quite yet. He he's running good in Xfinity, um, but I'd like to see him run a full year in Xfinity in a in a solid car. See how many wins he can knock off. You know, TJ, I've always liked Logano, and after listening to this podcast, I'm even more of a fan of him. Love you, TJ. Love you, Logano. And Brett, you suck. Why, you ask? Well, you suck. And blow. <laughs> Aggressive. These are some strange people. TJ, man, you're, getting you have, TJ you're getting a lot of love. I know, man. What's the I was going to say, you have one guy like you, but the rest of them are pissed off. You, you ever notice when we have a run-in on the track, there's like 35 calls that say we suck, and you know, whenever we just ride around quietly in fifth or get a speeding pedal running top five-ish, nothing but love. I mean, Does that go through the through your mind during the race that you just need to be irrelevant? No. Extra careful. Just irrelevant no, all day? actually. It kind of makes me mad that because normally whenever we you know we're involved and we we're doing something good and you know racing hard was exciting you know and but I know no matter what there like people are going to die, like you I don't know what Joey's done but whatever he does is wrong smiles too much I guess we're racing a four cars that are nothing but moving chicane Brett could you please tell me why these cars would even come out onto the track because I'd be embarrassed if I drove for any single one of them. But I'd never be more embarrassed I would be spotting for a like Joey Logano. There it is. And I would never be more embarrassed complaining all the time like Bubba Wallace. I wonder whose fault it was this week he didn't get a top ten. <laughs> I wonder what cars he's talking about. Yeah. Brent tweeted about it yesterday. <laughs> Did you miss it? Well I got a, I got a buddy I wouldn't that, know. that can't spot Xfinity. You wouldn't know. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. You can't see those. I got a buddy that can't spot Xfinity right now. TJ is not my buddy, but he can't spot Xfinity either right now because they won't let him. They won't let the Penske spotters go out and compete against their own car, which, I mean, last year, Chris Rice asked me to spot for AJ Allmendinger part-time. I wouldn't do that and compete against Ross Chastain, which was a sponsor I was affiliated with. Um, but literally, I was having a conversation with him, and I was like, hey uh, – and he said, man, I think I can go spot for Xfinity. I was like, there are 12 drivers in that field that I would spot for. I don't I don't need a paycheck bad enough to go spot for a guy that doesn't want to win and a team that doesn't want to win. I'm only going to spot for organizations that want to win. And, look, we're all at different points in our career. But the Chris Rice that I know, you wouldn't have spotted for one of these guys that can't drive. No. Well, I did spot for Buckshot Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because he was a good guy. Well, and, and he could win in the Bush Series, right? And we were competing. We wasn't. It wasn't like we were going to ride a rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? I've sent in like six or seven freaking little things in here to door bump the clear because I had funny to say. And what happens? Jason doesn't choose my stuff because I'm not cool enough. I've tried kissing his ass. I've tried saying funny crap. So here it goes. Jason, you suck. Jason. I like it. Just wanted to, to make the, the club, show. Good yeah, job, Robbie. Finally. Welcome to the club. Take your seat over there. I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. Uh, hold on a second. This headline says Jeb with a song for Freddie. Is, is this, this Jeb Burton? Burton? 
I don't know. <laughs> Guess we'll find out. I don't. I just no way. Oh, Freddy's unlucky man. Bubba hits the wall every chance he can. Last week it cost a hundred grand. Couldn't afford to pay the gas can. Man, looks like we should run good. Bubba barely outrun John Wood. And Michael's mad because we run bad. And it's one more week to kiss Denny's ass. Oh, Freddy's unlucky man. I don't. I don't think that was Jeb Burton. No, that was not. Uh, and that might be a new contestant for the yeah. uh, national Fweddy, party. You, you I think, think he'd be a boy, great Fweddy? candidate. It's the same guy that played a song last week. It's the so same it's guy. Two oh, weeks right. in a row. Did you hire somebody for that event yet? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, uh, uh, you We're going guys. Scouting. You guys like <laughs> my boy's song? <laughs> <laughs> Offer pad question of the week. What's your favorite spot in your house and why? Chris, what do you think? My favorite spot in my house is what they I call my sunroom. RPG room. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> Brett's got one of them. His kids <laughs> are in it. Zero TV in there. It's where I keep all the trophies at, all my daughter's trophies, everybody's tr- trophies in there, and I just can go in there and sit and look at the ponds out back. That's my favorite room. You got a pond? Three. Three ponds. And a pool. I like it. A TJ, pool. he's got a pool. I got a pool. Yeah, I'm jealous. I love it. When I sell my house with offer pad, I'm going to move somewhere with a pool. I think you should do it now. I might. Market's hot. I might. Just don't. There's a house for sale by me with a pool. Don't tell my wife. No, you're in another tax bracket. That's a different buddy. tax bracket yeah, yeah, over there. Me and Freddie are over Speaking here. Speaking of taxes, it's one tax one day. <laughs> one yeah, one five tax or, day. Yeah, me and Freddie are in the 115 <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> my, friends, my friends make fun of me being in a 117. Yeah, we're in 115. <laughs> Don't even talk about it. Old Joe Burge, he sent me my numbers last night, and I threw up. Well, it's tax day. I we got to pay, pay the man. I'm well aware. I paid a yeah. lot of men, let me tell you. you paid a, when you sent me that first number, I fell down for you. So I don't know what you did after <laughs> <Dude>. that. But <laughs> You know, um, I was telling him before the show, next year where when this Green Act passes, you get a $7,000 credit, supposedly, if you have an electric car. Well, credit. the reason he's telling me is I pull up, and he gets out of a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't even spell Tesla, much less <laughs> buy one. You don't have to spell it to I buy can't, it. I can't even afford one stock, one one share. No wonder you don't have no, a that, pool. He, That's different. Yeah, I promise he's you. He's driving around in his pool. Yeah, you're riding around <laughs> yeah. in the pool. Shh. Did he play we'll his, uh, did he play his, his ice cream uh, man music for you when uh-huh. you got there? Oh, I'll show you when we get out there. So, so, you can, so it's pretty Tab, awesome. Tab Boyd, who spots for William Byron, he's got a pickup truck. And he just bought the lining to be able to put a pool in his pickup. I saw that. So maybe you need a maybe you need a pool with a pickup. Uh, maybe I just need to you sell my house with offer a, pad. You damn sure can't put a pool in a Tesla. No, no, no. I feel like I feel like people who work in our sport that drive Teslas are hypocrites. <laughs> Why is oh because we're you? It's yeah. just against like the we make a living on fuel. Listen, but wait a minute. Vehicles. Wait a minute. You're talking to the guy that's probably one of the best iRaces there is. So I don't know that his race car really has a motor. It has a PC. Yeah, you just charge it. <laughs> right, you just charge, charge it. it. Like, But I will say this. The reason I did it is because I like it's so much more convenient when you run kids to school and you run to just plug your car Put and stop. Put them on a bus. They don't go local. They go down to... 
they go to David, not Davidson Day, but community oh, school. Oh, 25 grand a year. <laughs> no. Across the school from that. Trust truth, me. Truth's coming out. When I take Madeline to school and I have to leave, all the Davidson Day kids park, and they are parking in Land Rovers, Mercedes. Teslas. Uh, I probably <laughs> but there might There probably is, actually. But these are like 16-year-old kids getting out of these cars, and I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. Brett, what's your favorite room in your house? Oh, man. I RPG don't know. room. Right now, it is the RPG room, man. <laughs> I go in there and I got. I bought this electric couch that'll like let you. What? Electric pick a couch. Uh, hold on. Don't wait. It, it'll, it, no, it doesn't vibrate. It'll just let you pick how far you lay it back. Like you can. You know how sometimes you get on them couches. You'll I can't have an electric back. car, but you can have electric couch. <laughs> Which one is dumber this than the other? This thing coin operated? Yeah. I was yeah, going mean, to say, say It's got a little hoppy horse right beside it. Giddy up. Nah, man, I got a, I got an electric couch in the RPG room. I got all my bourbons in there. Uh, that's probably my hot spot. I tell you what isn't my favorite room right now is my bar because my ice maker's broke, and I have to go to Food Line every day and buy a damn $3 bag of ice and stick it in my cooler what? outside. Wait, your ice break? The ice maker's broke? My ice maker broke. I Y'all want to know something funny? No every time somebody walks by and waves and we were back, Casey's got to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even when I'm sitting at the table, I have to stand up because I'm so trying to short. see out. <laughs> I have FOMO. Freddie, favorite room? Uh, workout my, room, my living, yeah, my my gym. <laughs> gym, <laughs> who the f- is Jim? I got another brother. What's, that mo- another brother that moved in. Jim Craft. <laughs> uh, probably living room, big ass couch. That's usually where you can find me. Just now, guys, out here signing tires. You guys see that? We got- just, he walked by and waved. Times are getting yeah. tough. We got to sell some money. Who's taller? <laughs> Who's taller, Casey Boat or Justin Algar? Justin, maybe by Justin, a half inch. I can confirm, Justin is taller. It's oh, close, though. Really? How do you yes. know that? When I'm at the track. Standing up? <laughs> or he does appearances. <laughs> Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. OfferPad. We'll be in touch. Don't tell my wife. Uh. <laughs> Time again, where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? There's only one right answer, and it's Alex Bowman's pit crew. Holy cow, lights out pit stop, over a second faster than Kyle Larson when it counted. Regardless of what you think, that's why he won that race. If he doesn't come out first, there's no way he wins that race. Congratulations, guys. Awesome. Well yeah. done. It's it's hard to argue with that. I've, uh, Justin Fiedler, one of my old uh, picker guys on the 43, said they, they timed it at 11-3. I mean, 11-3, 11-4, that's ridiculous. But maybe not the pit crew itself, but my more than fast moment was Logano making that extra pit stop. We had a short run, half the field stayed out, or half the lead left car stayed out. Then we had another short run, and just about everybody but Joey stayed out, and then he busted through the field and drove right to the front. Obviously, he had a good car, but the, the fresher tires helped also. Great spotting as well, Freddie. Nah. <laughs> he overcame my, the spotting. Uh, my Xfinity more than fast moments going to be Josh Berry's pick uh, move to get by Justin Allgaier to win that $100,000 check. I think Dale Jr.'s got a lot of them laying around. I think we he, need a race. I, yeah, I know he does. We need a race. Yeah. Chris is well does. aware. Yeah. Does that trickle down to the show here? It's got to at some point. <laughs> would you, if you were in charge here, Chris? Would you like push it onto this too? Oh yeah. Count? yeah, I'd give y'all fifty cent or two. <laughs> oh, that's twenty five cent more than we get now. So, 
We like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of actions for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What an idiot. Brett, who you got? I want to go first because this is going to be fun. Uh, We saw a fight break out (laughs) at Tri-County Speedway. It's on the internet. I retweeted it. And this dumbass lady walks over and grabs a torque wrench and proceeds to go to town on this guy. I don't know where she was hitting him, but you can't do that. In his back. She she gets my, what an idiot. He was a security guard. <laughs> she was, yeah, yeah, was beating the yeah. piss out of this guy. Oh, I didn't know. Having been a, fi- a part of a lot of bar fights, having picked up a beer bottle before, and having used it and having going to jail for it, I speak from experience. You can't do that. And not only did she do it, like she assessed the situation. She looked for a weapon. She went and grabbed it. And then she proceeded to beat the <laughs> out of this guy and every swing got harder like the first couple was like a whack and then all yeah. of a sudden we had two-handed double like a tomahawk chris you, chris you knew people in that fight right i think i knew about everybody i know i was fight. gonna say he probably knew <laughs> they're his friends and i was watching some on twitter last night and i almost I, I i backed off but they made me laugh because they were like doing play-by-play of this fight it was so funny i think it's landon huffman that was part of that oh yeah but yeah, I watched that, and I think Surprised I was he a, wasn't in it. I know it. Well, he got wrecked on the first lap. If you oh, watched that video, <laughs> he said, I can't use that language. But anyway, he said somebody wrecked him on the first lap. But I sent you that video. I believe early in the morning, you were still you did you, you were still drunk. I was recalibrating. Yeah, and so I went back and watched it time after time after time. And she picked that torque wrench up. It was sitting at a buddy of mine's car that was sitting there with the hood up. The torque wrench was at the right rear wheel. She picked this torque wrench up and found somebody to start swinging at it. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. If you look, it's another girl on top of the pile. Oh, yeah. Like, I ain't never seen well, nothing beat in my life. She from Girls Pageland? can be crazy. Solid chance. She from they, Pageland? Solid <laughs> chance. They were, that late mile stock deal was all over, you know, 
So I had to I had to represent with C.E. Falk this week because it took me right back to that when I go to these shirts. But I mean, yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Landon Huffman, Moonhead, those clowns, like just their not only Moonhead, the video, no, not so only what, the video, but the play by play. Where's it's on, that? At? It's on their windshield. If you follow Windshield Deep's, uh, I don't see uh, What's Twitter. It I'll it, take a look at. It's it. on Twitter. Look, okay. look up Landon Huffman or Windshield it's Deep. It's a whole podcast. page that you can see. So they got to fighting on the front straightaway after the first race. They get the fight in these two drivers and crews and dads. Dads, I think, more than yeah. – it was a dad more than it was a driver. Yeah. And they get the fight, and, and it was like three people after this one guy, and he took, he took all of them out. If you watch your first fight on the front straightaway, he took – did he not? Oh, yeah. He took them all out. Then I do believe they were in a pits that was not either one of theirs. Yeah. Um, and then that, that fight, the second one in the pits was just, what a bunch of idiots. I, I said, Elliot texted me. He texted me after I sent it. Me and you were talking to him. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I said to him, I said, stupid. I guess I should have said idiots. He said, that's why I can't run late mile racing. I'll get out and somebody want to fight me for 20 feet. You're hitting the head with a torque wrench. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think we know who was in the fight. I, so. I, I try pretty hard to be transparent on Twitter with my personality, although I can't oh, let really? it all really, out. really, yeah. Casey wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Casey. Um, that's first I do of wish all. sometimes. <laughs> say I, I do wish sometimes that fans could see our text messages within the industry. Because no. yesterday I was texting Dell Jr. about something, a graphic that I saw in Bubba Wallace's in-car camera, which Jason was kind enough to share with me after Elliot asked me, "What is that?" Like where the driver notes go. So drivers have notes for like typically where your sun visor would be, right? So um, there's just a lot of times I wish fans could see me and TJ texting back and forth or me and Freddie because I don't pretty, know about it's, that. It's pretty inside stuff. I mean, me and me and Freddie and TJ last night. You know, you know Michael <laughs> Perkins, right, Chris? Oh yeah, oh, Perk yeah. Daddy. Uh, he sent me a picture. Of I haven't Sterling. seen him in years. He man. sent me a picture of Sterling Marlin last night. Yeah. And I shared that with Freddie and TJ, and we basically came to the conclusion that Sterling Marlin is the best storyteller in NASCAR, and we got to figure out a way to get him on door bumper clear. That can be done. So I can I, call him. I talked to Sterling at Nick Harrison's uh, funeral, like, and and you know Sterling's not been doing that well, and I, I don't think he's doing that well now. So, but he is still funny as he was like back back in the day, telling oh, funny yeah. stories. Like, he's the best. Yeah. Did I, you know I spotted for him a little bit? You're that old. That old. <laughs> I did not. I did him at the Gen Racing stuff. Oh boy! So, end of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny uh, guy, F- hilarious, hilarious. All right, who's your what an idiot, TJ? I mean, it's hard not to double up on that because you can't be doing that. Like massive, massive complications whenever you start swinging a torque wrench, <laughs> and I'm really surprised that woman does didn't just get the jack handle and well, that's what I thought it away. was at first because I just saw her go over there to the car and I tweeted that for no. my first take on it. Like when you swing that torque wrench, she's getting more more thrust with that thing and being in short. It's like choking thrust. up on choking up on the bat, man. She's like, I mean, swinging the swinging the jack handle would be like, guy would probably be able to move, but uh, she's clubbing this dude on the ground. So, I do believe she was kin to the guy in the white suit. I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JJ? I don't know <laughs> which – which uh, I don't know who to place the blame on with this, but my one idiot comes from the Friday ARCA race at Dover. I don't know if it's Goodyear. I don't know if it's the crew chiefs, but I feel like every year they have right front tire issues in this ARCA Bridgestone race at Dover. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. General tire. General tire. General tire. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. Not, I apologize. Goodyear, you're not idiots. It's – 
somebody at General Tire or these crew chiefs pushing the limit too far. But every year, I feel like this Dover, this Dover K&N slash Arca race has – Did you spot the not, No, I didn't do it. Okay. Uh, but nonstop blown right front tires. And somehow, eventually, this has got to get fixed. But the only good thing that came out of it was, did you see Ty Gibbs tweet after this Arca race? Yes. Do you even know anything about it? Like I, I They do. were just constantly blowing right fronts, and guys had to ride around and take care of their stuff. But yeah. Ty Gibbs tweeted as he's leaving the general tire display. They got a big – blow up tire and it was like half deflated and he's like even this tire didn't couldn't stay up or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that's a win for twitter today <laughs> yeah that's pretty good yeah i don't i'm sure it's a little both oh i'm sure probably cam I mean, it up it's just so it for, turns and, forever like for as long as i mean we yeah. won an arca race there or a canaan race there in like 2010 we were running second and moffitt blew it right front in front of us so it's 10 years and running that this is a big problem yeah a lot of heavy loads at Dover on that I right don't, front. I don't know that you want me to. I got a lot of idiots Come out on, this weekend. Pick, like, yeah. pick one. One good one. Man, one good one. Hey, is, you want to call that guy out that wrecked you in that league? We could just call him out. No, we won't call him out. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is Rice wrecks this guy on purpose, and then Rice tells him we ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! I've done it because Duggar kept agging me on to keep messing with him because he, he sent me a private message because I, I don't care. I can't keep up with you guys anyway. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> but I would say the one idiot is is uh, it shouldn't be a one, but a group of idiots is that group that you've seen all the fighting in LA Mile stock cars have been fighting for two years now. What a bunch of idiots! Quit fighting! <laughs> Don't do it in a parking lot somewhere, not at a racetrack. Yeah. Don't grab fight. a torque wrench. Try yeah. not to be on camera. Just leave. Get out. You know, just, just quit. Don't go to the same racetrack. It's multiple racetracks. Go to the park and have a brawl. Like. Something. Don't do it at the rate. You're just getting but suspended. I might have messed up because on Sirius XM last week, I said we needed a bunch of fighting at Dover. So Good work. <laughs> the show, I this didn't is all say your fault. County for crying out loud. <laughs> we got it. All right, DBC picks. Freddie. <laughs> Laid up in one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Complete luck. Ross Chastain beat Kyle Busch and Truex. Who would have thought? You couldn't have gotten any luckier than what Could you Could not have any luckier. Yeah. My guy's leading the race and knocks the nose in. My guy blows up lap two. Yeah. I mean, who, oh, by the way, is the second best driver in the field at Dover. This one should just get erased. If two guys have issues like that, it should not even count. No. No. Well, I finished last. I'll take A.J. Amendinger, Road America. I'm at uh, Coda. I'll take him at Road America, too, if I can have him there. (laughs) TJ, who are you picking? Oh, man. It's kind of who I wanted, but this is going to be a shoot. I want oh, – damn it. This is really hard, man. You still got Ty Dillon. <laughs> that, that's a good point. Um, fine. I'll take Cindric. He's not racing. Thought he is. No. Thought he had all road course the rest of the year. Oh, it's not this one. Why'd though. you save him right there? Uh, Should have let him have Oh, him. I'm sorry. It won't matter. Balik, no. <laughs> Balik. <laughs> um, I think the track's too big. I think – Hell with it. I'll go McDowell. I'm pretty sure he's racing. All right, Chris. I thought about it. Chris ain't picking. Pick? <laughs> I can't pick. Freddie picks. Freddie. I guess I'll take Chase Elliott. That was my pick until I realized You're I already choose him. Yeah. <laughs> when I chose Chase, he ran a solid 21st. Good job. That was a good pick. You could have picked – didn't Christopher Bale win at Daytona? Yeah. 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 What are you saving him for? But he Loud. also 
Kyle Larson also wrecked himself to give him that position. So, I mean, it was a good run for him, for sure. He was just the one. That was a mess at the end of that race. It was whoever got through the mess. I'll tell you, if I had to pick, I would say Blaney's going to be tough. I think Blaney will be good. That would be my, my – I think I he's like going to be tough. Being that many corners, I'm going to go with uh, McDowell just because of his past road course experience and being such a big track and probably adapt to it. We've had A.J. on the simulator probably uh, three and a half months now. He's wow. probably tired of it, and he says turn one is going to take out a lot because it's oh, a blind yeah. corner. Really? Yeah, he says that's going to be tough, and he says you're pretty fast up through the uh, – I don't know what he called them. He said that's going to take out a lot because you, you start pushing the limit. You know, on simulators, the tires stay new. They don't, they don't fall off. He says, man, when they start falling off, it's going to be a lot of people off. I've always said Watkins Glen Turn 1, to me, is the hardest corner in NASCAR. It's fast. It's downhill braking. And it's where I see more guys wreck than anywhere else we go. Like, I mean, when we get to Watkins Glen, we're going to see six or seven guys. It's not going to bring out six or seven cautions because there's runoff. But we're going to see a lot of guys wreck. So it's cool to go to a place, unknown, where you hear a driver like A.J. Almendinger, who is a superb road course racer, say, drivers are going to struggle here. Yeah, turn one. He, he said turn one is going to be tough. Super four and tough. five at Sonoma is pretty – back in the old layout, not the carousel deal. I think it's four and five, the right-hander, then the other right-hander back through the S's. Yeah. Those are the one where they hit the curb and they always get them pitchers and stuff. That's a pretty tough corner as well. Hey, everybody, we want to give a quick shout-out to our buddy Tyler Underwood, a man after my own heart. He's a short track racer from California. He's an avid listener who lost his mom recently, so we wanted to say we're thinking about you, Tyler. Keep your head up, bud. Chris, thank you so, so much for joining. You are welcome anytime. You hear that, Brett? Anytime. Anytime. If, anytime. You, if you would like to replace Brett, please We had to get you in know. studio, bro. We couldn't oh, do yeah, it on that's the right, That's right. We had to get the COVID stuff lifted. And- we'll, we'll come. I'll come back after the playoffs start so I can see. And I'll bring $100 to whoever's leading y'all's pick. I think it'll be me. What about, can you just bring me $100? <laughs> I sure can. Thank you. Casey, yep, when sure are you going to bring us Chick-fil-A since you complain about having all those bonus points? You know what? I stopped because y'all, like, can bring me breakfast. But you don't show up on time. That's your husband's job. I do job. show up on time. <laughs> Even he knows you're yeah. late all the time. Yeah, oh that's true. Gosh. Why doesn't Chad bring you breakfast? Because he's... Let's, we're not he's very busy. I stopped busy having he's fun. Busy. I stopped at Chad's shop the other day. He's really busy at work. I know. He's busy. Jonathan was there, and I I, I walked in and surprised him. And All right, Jonathan I got to go hang out, my friends. I mean, go to work. Yep, yep. <laughs> I walk, and I was like, oh, so this is why you're home late every night. Anyways, anyway. thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry, As Casey. always, enjoy Coda and Somebody tell week. us where to go in Austin. Please. Know, yes. never been. Tag me. <laughs> Unless you're blocked, then tag Tag me and I'll else. tell them. <laughs> we out. Have a great week. Word. Thanks. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.